What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars in the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. This is Mark. And tonight we have a special guest. We have another brethren, the Bishop Smoke. Is that is that correct? Is that, is that what it is? Of, of, of the Burn. B- Bishop, Bishop of the of Burn. The burn. burn so we have, <laughs> we have Nick from uh, the Cigar Pulpit. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Man, we're glad to have you on. I'm glad to be here. So I think you're the first other podcaster that we've had on i believe yes that is yeah so you're really yeah you're uh you're you're breaking the seal i'm I'm blazing i'm blazing trails man this is great (laughs) yes and a good choice to have on from my neck of the woods somebody we've yeah recently gotten gotten familiar with so there's a lot of connections between us mark that i didn't realize in the beginning of this you and i know uh, similar people uh, knocked around similar areas. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of spooky. Yeah, so, we, so you're on the you're not in the Missouri side, but you're no, I'm in the su- southern Illinois side. Okay. So I'm, I'm, you know, I live in the northeast corner of St. Clair County, so I'm probably about half an hour or so east of St. Louis. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we give or take. We've been on the Saturday night Zoom herfs um, uh, with a cigar talk, uh, Rob, and we've been, uh, probably a couple, three months. We've been in and out of there mm-hmm. and, uh, and sharing stories about friends and places and getting to know, uh, that we, we cross paths a lot. We haven't, uh, actually smoked together yet physically, but, but we'll change that soon. So zoom is the new yeah. physical nowadays what are you talking about zoom is the new physical I mean, that's true i don't buy that i don't buy that <laughs> that's true reach it, out and touch somebody not, that's the old southwest it, bell it, yeah keep your hands to yourself no i you know I, I there's i was actually talking about this to somebody just the other day and i just as nice as zoom has been for covid and i'll admit you know i've made some some internet friends some people and everything that that i would have never encountered before as nice as it's been uh, nothing replaces sitting in the lounge and just chilling out and having actual interactions with people in the same room with you. And, and it's, it's just so much nicer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, our, our shop finally just opened up at, you know, a reduced capacity a couple of weeks ago and, uh, I get in, I, I get to work and I start working everything and, uh, just like nothing ever happened. You have like seven guys arguing over if the Cowboys were going to make the playoffs or not. Some were saying yes, some were saying no. I mean, it was getting not not heated, but like definitely an argument. And finally, yeah. there was like a little lull in people talking. I was like, I missed you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer, by the way, is no. Yeah, no, I think we can all three <laughs> yeah, agree no. on that. Yeah, I, yeah, right. say. yeah. I mean, had I known that when the Chiefs won, it caused the end of the world. I, I still would take it. So. Yeah, he's a Chiefs fan. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he's a Chiefs fan. Yep. Uh, I, I needed the Chiefs to win for no other reason than I didn't want to have to smoke a black and mild. So, <laughs> oh wow, I had that I had that bet going with Brian over at Cigar Talk, and he had to end up smoking a peach uh, backwoods because the uh, Niners lost. So, mm. yeah, yep. well, and he's a 49ers fan. So yes, I, he I, st- is. <laughs> I still actually owe him a cigar that I somehow I won the Super Bowl. I won the bet and I still have to send him shit. So we have a, we have a, we have a, Oh, that. Well, so, so, well, so the rules here, the, the house rules here yeah. is whenever your team loses, you have to smoke the, uh, the pissed off Kristoff. So one of the things that okay. happened, so my, my, our friend, Sean is a big LSU fan. I'm a big Alabama fan. So when LSU beat Alabama this year, I walked in, went to my, uh, humidor box, which is just to my left. 
and there was a pissed off in there from Sean because <laughs> the winning team tends to buy the losing team a pissed off so that um, you smoke it in pain and shame. Um, and you know, I like the pissed off Christoph. Oh, no, that's I, the thing. Like it's I a great it. cigar. Yeah, and like, no. I was going to say, even, uh, it's not I much mean, of a punishment. No, I mean, even Christoph is like shared because we've told him what is done and right. they're like, wow, that's kind of messed up, but we really appreciate it. And that's <laughs> right. why we said that. I really love that cigar. <laughs> yeah. That's the one cigar I love that I never want to smoke just because when yeah. I'm smoking, that means something horrible has happened against a team that I really yeah. care for. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, you're a, you're a Royals fan, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if that's the case, I might as well take up stock and Kristoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, well, let's talk about what we are smoking tonight. So, really? us over here, we're smoking the LFD Lenox. We are. Uh, what, are what are you having tonight? I have the Charter Oak Connecticut in the 6x60 size. Um, it's a nice, um, affordable uh, stick from the Foundation Cigar Company okay. and Nick Melillo. And it's a, it's a great smoke. And in fact, I think I'm wanting to say it actually got like best value brand from cigar aficionado one year here recently. I mean, it's, cool. it's a good, it's a good stick. Oh, no, I've never had that one. I'm a big foundation fan. I like, I like fan. a lot of the foundation. Dude, I mean, it, they're cheap. I mean, I got a box of these, it's a box of 20 and I'm wanting to say it was like right around a hundred bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a cheap box. You just had them on your podcast. Um, and that was a great interview. He's a really smart guy. To, he's super smart, and you guys need to get him on at some point and talk to him too because he's he's brilliant. I mean, the guy yes. knows not just about tobacco, but just history and religion yeah. and just all kind. I mean, he was cool. He's he's a true Renaissance man with stuff. So yeah, yeah. A lot of his awesome. cigars have that biblical theme. I mean, I yeah. I just got a box of the Wiseman from uh, Scallywags, and then I know he's got he's got the the Menelik. Which was which is really really good. I love that one too. Yeah, but the tab- tabernacle, tabernacle. Yeah, I mean, just Fantastic amazing, amazing thing. cigars. Yeah. Yep, hundred percent. And I, it was uh, I, we I'd heard about the brands, but mm-hmm. when I when you had him on your podcast, I, you know, I was kind of some of the guys are really cigar guys, and that that's great. You know, I love cigars too, and you know, you enjoy that. He was so like you said, so much more than that, and really a very what? cool guy. And you know what's kind of funny, and I'm going to say this, and I mean no disrespect to him at all, but like there's times that you interact with him, like like when I saw him at TPE and we recorded at TPE a short little soundbite, he kind of gets on and he's he's almost like in a in a persona. He's all like, "Hey, Nick Melillo, Nicaragua, I'm here, I'm TPE," kind of doing his like shtick mm-hmm. to this degree, right? But so, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well. I guess I'm, I'm wondering if this is what I'm going to get when it comes on the podcast. And it wasn't, it was right like, he was chill. He was down. He was himself and yeah. it was great. So yeah. you gotta yeah. be so on at those TPE and those PCA events. Exactly. Like, I think a lot of those guys flip that switch to be that guy. And then when you meet people outside those events, then they tend to be completely yeah. different. I mean, at, at the, I don't at, think he would be the only one that would, would fall into that category. Yeah. I mean, I'll at, tell at, at you TPE, you got and like I PCPR, you, I mean, you have to be a salesman first. So you have yeah. to have the yeah. over the top. And, yeah. and the one that comes to mind immediately for me is Jonathan drew. Really? I mean, oh, Jonathan yeah. drew has that persona yeah. and you just, know, you just know he cannot be like this a hundred percent of the time. I mean, he's got to be human <laughs> at some point. Well, we we know, had Fabian so, here yeah. in October. He's another one. He's yeah. another one. I met him at the, uh, 
Kentucky barn smoker last year and he's over the top when he was there. But, but I've heard him on podcasts before and he's chill and he's normal. So I'm like, okay, this guy, he, he has an off switch in, in the so. lounge. I mean, he was at a hundred percent the whole time. I mean, 100% like the whole time. I, I, the, before I even met him, he comes in and sees our logo on the floor. He lays down on the floor, like a, like a, like paint me like a French girl. And he's like, here, take my picture. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen. And I'm Jonathan like, who the Drew hell are you? Up. And then he's like, oh, I'm dirty favor. I'm like, oh, well that, that, uh, you know, I, I now understand. All why. Sinks in. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen Jonathan drew off though. I've not, I've no, I mean, everything I've seen him on, he's, he's always yeah. on, he's always that guy. And you know, I went to IPCPR for four or five, five, six years when I owned the shop, he was always that guy, but there's Dude, so many people got- at his booth. I mean, it's crazy. The, yeah. The, yeah. The Drew Estate booth is, is a, it's unique, a party. It's a party. Yeah. It really is. Cool. So uh, I know, first of all, how long have you smoked cigars? What was your first cigar? How long have you, where did you start? I'm a, I'm actually a relative novice. Um, what happened was my co-host, I'm going to call him Gator only because that's how everybody knows him. It bothers me immensely. To oh, do we're so. going to get, we're going to get to him. Yeah. A bit, yeah. It, it bothers me because he gave himself that nickname and I think nicknames are earned and not oh, yeah. chosen. You can't self gloss. Anyway. So Gator and I are out in Las Vegas in July of 2018. So only like two years ago and we're walking around Caesar's palace. We come across the Monte Cristo lounge. Gator's been smoking cigars off and on and mostly machine made garage or gas station cigars, just to clarify, uh, off and on since he was like 16. And he's so, a white owl aficionado. Oh dude. Every time Larry, <laughs> the mute comes on our show to review one of the machine made cigars, he's always like, I've smoked that. So, you know, it's the whole thing. But anyway, so we're, we're there. We see Monte Cristo. He's like, I'm going to get some cigars. You're going to come in. I'm like, yeah, I'll come in. So we go in the humidor and it's gorgeous. I mean, you've got the glass, you've got the wood, you've got the really nice display shelves with the boxes and all the cigars are just faced beautifully in the boxes. And then you have this good looking blonde Russian lady working the humidor. So, and she's like, you know, asking if you need any help. So of course you're going to talk to her. Next thing I know, I'm buying two cigars and they were, um, Monte Cristo white series. Okay. in like a Toro size. And so I bought two of those and, uh, we didn't smoke them in Las Vegas. We, we got busy. We had to go meet my wife and go and do something. So we bought them and packed them and saved them for later. But we not, never got around to them in Las Vegas. So we came back to St. Louis and he and I met up and, and had dinner one night at Hooters and they let us smoke out on their little patio section there. And so I lit up my first cigar there and, it was just the clouds parted, the monkey climbed on my back and it never came off. So <laughs> well, you started, that's how that happened. You started uh, much like Gator did at the bottom of the food chain with the Monte Cristo white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very mild and um, I still paid $22 a piece for those things. Yeah, you, you, got, you got Vegas pricing. You got Vegas I got Las Vegas prices. <laughs> yeah. But is that the um, trip where but, uh, Gator smoked uh, marijuana for the first time? That is the trip that Gator smoked yeah. marijuana for the first time. He always said that he would never try marijuana until it was legal. And at 48 years old, he goes out to Las Vegas and realizes, hey, it's legal here. <laughs> and he was pretty much high the whole trip. Yeah. And 
oh, it was a whole thing. I love that story. So we won't, we so, won't even we we won't even get into the story of how he got a whole bunch of that stuff back because I don't know what the statute of limitations <laughs> yeah, is on that. Hasn't probably expired so, yet. Yeah, exactly. Well, on one of your your latest podcasts uh, from a couple, like I I was listening to it early in the morning. I texted him. I was like, dude, I I'm dying over here at my wood yeah. shop hearing him <laughs> tell the story about how he accidentally got his dog high. Oh my gosh. Yes. Poor dog. Now here's what's funny about that guy. We only just told that story maybe in the last week or two, but that happened. Oh my gosh. When did that happen? That happened a a while back, quite a while back. And the reason he didn't want to say it at the time was because marijuana may or may not have been legal for consumption in Illinois at the time. And, um, yeah, and so he uh, kind of wanted to hold off on telling that story for a little while. But but he told the story, and it was it was amazing. He called me up that night, and I I was dying laughing the whole time he's telling me about this. <laughs> and we FaceTimed, and I saw this poor dog. So what happened was Jeff made tea with his marijuana. He sure. he seeped it and and put it into his tea. That way he could drink it and get the effects because he, it helps him to sleep. So that's why he takes it. Yeah. Sure. And so um, he did this. Well, he, he threw the, the tea bag that he had concocted with this marijuana in it away. And his dog is just a scrounger, gets in the garbage all the time. So this golden doodle gets in there and eats this, this marijuana. And they come home and... His ex-wife's convinced that the dog's had a stroke because the dog's laying there. It's pissed itself. It's just, it, it won't get up. It's not moving. It's lethargic. It's acting weird. And it's feet. You know how a dog's feet face forward? Yeah. This dog's feet were like flayed, like to the left and the right. I mean, like it couldn't stand upright. So they called the, the 24-hour vet line and described it. And the vet was like, did the dog get into any marijuana? And just like, no. <laughs> and, uh, That's illegal. He, and, the, and the dog, and she's like, could he have gotten some from like a neighbor kid? And he's like, yeah, possibly, you know? And she's like, I oh, just got marijuana toxicity. And he goes, well, what do we have to do about that? And she goes, he's high as a kite. Just let him sleep it off. <laughs> right. And that's what it was. That dog was mellow as hell. That that dog barked at everything. That dog was mellow as hell. Didn't bark at anything that night. He was chill. The only thing that they would do is they would they had fun startling him because if they walked up on him and, and like jumped at him, he would just like you know kind of react real <laughs> sure, hard. But God. but sure. otherwise, I mean that dog was just chill as hell. So so it's like freshman in college. <laughs> Like everybody yeah. plays jokes on the freshman in college after they train. Well, it's, well, it's like catnip too. I mean, that's, I mean, like I, 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 I'm a cat guy and all my cats just sure. love the, the catnip. I mean, that's the same thing. It's like, wow, my cat is stoned as shit. Yeah. That, that was his dog. Just yeah. high as a kite I, I, that I, did, I did love that story. Well, everybody needs to hear that episode coming from oh, Gator yeah. himself. And it, it was, yeah. What, the two of you have a great connection. It is, um, it is what I enjoy about cigar shops. You guys capture that. I know that's what you're going for. Um, it is that yeah. natural sort of conversation yeah. that I enjoy. Um, I appreciate that. That's actually kind of how we got started with it all is I told you that we were up at Hooters having dinner. We would go to restaurants and, you know, we're, we're two outgoing individuals. So we would go to restaurants and we'd interact with our waitresses. And over time, we'd get to know the waitresses and whatever else. And these, these people would just, 
they were, they would come to the table to hang out. They were, they were enraptured by our ignorance, you know, and, <laughs> and just what, what kind of stupid stuff are these guys going to say next? And so we started joking about how um, we ought to do a morning show and uh, you know, Nick and Gator in the morning or something like that. And we didn't do it because, well, neither one of us want to get up early, but we, uh, so then, then we started looking at a podcast, but the problem is a, a general interest podcast. I mean, there's you a have million to re- podcasts out there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's difficult to crack through. You got to have a niche. You got to have something that you can like really hang your hat on. Mm-hmm. And by the time that we were at that point in the thought process, we were both smoking cigars and we figured, well, we'll, do a cigar podcast. I mean, we'll, we'll say right up front, we're not experts. We're novices. You can go along with this journey of learning with us, but Mm -hmm. like we're, we're not, if you're looking for specific information about something, we're not the guys to necessarily ask, but you know, we can make something up if you want. That's where the (laughs) ask the boys segment came up with is that, you know, you can, you can ask us whatever you want. If we don't know the answer, we'll just make something up. (laughs) Well, that's, and that's cool because you know, like, you know, with, with this show, when it first started, it was me and Steve where we both worked in a shop. So we kind of have to have the, you know, the general knowledge of everything like that. You know, Mark used to own a shop up in um, Illinois, but yeah, I mean, having just it from two guys who are actually just, you know, people who enjoy cigars, you get a totally different take and it's, and it's almost refreshing because you don't get that pretentious, yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm getting all these flavors that may or may not exist and just... I was going to say, find another podcast where you're going to get flavor notes of chiclets and cantaloupe. Yeah. I mean, that's you're not going to get that anywhere but me. I tell you what, you uh, know? and Gator with his um, cold draw retrohale Man. is killing me. <laughs> because um, we, were, we were talking before yeah. we went on the air, before you joined us. I was like, uh, I was like, man, that this cold draw retrohale on this uh, Lenox is really, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mark gives me the no. side eye, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, here's the thing about that, guys. This is what what infuriates me is when we have a guest on and he brings this up and he describes it to him, and they back him up on it sure. and actually like agree with him. Cause like we were just talking about Nick Melillo, Nick Melillo went off on this giant explanation of why Gator is getting what he's getting when he's doing that and how it's engaging the olfactory senses and this and that. And I'm just like, really, am I seriously getting an explanation of why this stupid cold retro is a thing? Yeah. And, and yeah, it's exactly it. Don't encourage him, you know? So well, I've been listening funny. for a long time. Um, so I do think you've actually progressed a long way in your reviews and the tasting of cigars. So I, I'm one of those, I mean, I know you, you've said, and you still do that, you know, we're, we're learning, but I think you've progressed a long way in your cigars. When you describe the, you know, the way you, the flavor notes you get out of cigars, you guys have, you guys are a much more, um, I don't want to say articulate, but you're much more precise about the language you use. I, I do, one of the things Aaron knows about me is I hate the pretentious yeah. sort of language. Uh, there's a lot of people who are very pretentious about the way they de- describe cigars. I was I was get, catching some flack on a, a a conference call I was on last night about using. I I just say, you know, there, there's some flavors I get, some flavors I don't, and I describe things generally. I like the funk in the cigar. Mm-hmm. I use very that's funk and not. Barnyard or uh, whatever, yeah. Yeah, and, and 
Yeah. I've heard you guys say that before, the funk or the skank, or not the skank, not the skank. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you that's say that. That's a different type that's a different type of funk. Yeah, yeah we've a, used that. A whole word. different type of funk. <laughs> yeah. oh, um, there was one that you were saying recently that I maybe it was I don't think it was funk, but the stank um, the stank. And I mean stank. I, see, I love stank, it. stank, the stank. Yeah. Yes, the stank. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, is that a good thing? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know I mean, what that like is. Honestly, it, I mean, it depends. Like, uh, like me, I love it. Uh, Doug, our manager, who we have on, on all the time, he loves that. Yeah, that some stank. people like, don't. That old book, that mothball. I love that smell. Well, I, I, I mean, gather that it was a good thing because you're like, I'm getting a lot of stank off this. I really like it. I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. okay, he must like stank. <laughs> yes. You know? So yeah. he, but but I, I, you guys have progressed a lot in the way you've described cigars. Um, I also think there's a lot of people who um, spend a lot of time trying to figure out if it's apricot or plum. And the fact <laughs> is, uh, I, I know yeah. like we're, we were joking about the, the, the cold retro and everything like that, but we just did a review on the, uh, the Sinstro Mr. White and okay. that cold draw on that was super like figgy and like current and raisiny, but like it is actually one. I actually looked at him and I was like, wow, if you do like a, like a retro on the cold draw, you actually do taste some really good stuff. So I'm, I'm going to side with Gator oh, on no. this. Oh no. <laughs> no I'm, I'm you lured say. me in. You lured me in by thinking that you were on my side. Then all of a sudden, yeah. bam, I I'm on Nick's side on this. Bait now. and switch. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I truly, I mean, no, I, I gar- never, I never thought garbage. about it until I heard that one. I'm like, Oh, whatever and then we recorded There's that no night way. and i'm like holy shit like i actually do get like no. that nice aroma no. Here, here's yeah. the sad thing i'll go ahead and admit it i think twice in the entire time he's had me do this maybe twice i have gotten more sensation by doing it um the thing about it is that i haven't gotten a different note I've just gotten a stronger version Strong. of the note that I get yeah. on the cold draw. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it's not I, like yeah, I agree with that. It's not like I do. It's not like I'm doing the cold draw and getting pep, pepper. And then all of a sudden I do the cold retro and it's like, Oh, now there's sweetness and, and stank, <laughs> if you will. You know, I'm not getting, I'm not getting that additional notes. I just get stronger versions of the cold draw. Notes. Yeah. I think it's so. all, uh, it's, it's power of suggestion. <laughs> I know, Much I, like, do you smell you know, peanut butter? And then people go, yeah, I think I smell peanut butter. <laughs> and so uh, I think it's all power of suggestion. That, I, that, I, rat ba- that rat bastard will fart. And what he'll do is he'll fart and then just go, do you smell popcorn? Where I'll just like have to take a big smell and I'm, and I'm expecting to smell popcorn. And all I do is just get a whiff of his butt. And it's just the most horrific thing. Have, have you ever so seen Biodome? If you're ever if you're ever with him and you say do you smell popcorn, <laughs> or he says do you smell popcorn, don't don't run, run away. Don't fall for it. <laughs> yeah, What's run it? away. Have, have you ever no. seen Biodome? Is that the one with uh, Rob has, No, has dude, Polly, long, has Polly Shore long time ago. and uh, yeah. one of the Baldwin's, and like they do the like they rip one and like what do you have? I mean, keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you? Did no, you just re- I, I've seen Polly it a long Shore? time. I love Polly ago. Shore. Yeah, you love Polly Shore. Shore. Polly Shore is the '90s classic, like comedy guy. I I I forget the difference between Polly Shore and Rob Schneider. Are they really the same people? <laughs> have you ever no. seen? Have you ever seen them in the same place? No. You know, Rob <laughs> Schneider's daughter is the lady who. Uh, what's her name? She's a she's a big country singer. Uh, I'm out on this one. That's all yeah. you. She's You're asking me Rob, a country question? 
she, yeah. Rob Schneider has a career because he followed around Adam Sandler. Plain sure. and simple. <laughs> to be fair, all his so. friends have careers because they followed around Adam exactly. Sandler. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Paul Blart is a thing because of Adam Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler. I'll give fun. you that. <laughs> Which is weird. Kevin James' new movie, he plays a white supremacist, totally different than um, what you're used to seeing in King of Queens and sure. Mall Cop. It's just, I can't say I've seen that one. Yeah, it looks yeah. Uh, mm. weird. It's like it's okay. it's funny like seeing all these comedic actors doing like serious, serious roles. roles. Yeah, but I mean like Uncut Gems was amazing. Oh, that was phenomenal. Yeah, that movie had me so stressed out and anxious the entire <laughs> time we watched it. I mean, I'm like on the edge of my seat and I want to look away, but it's just, I'm stressing mm. out for this guy. Yeah. It really was. He and had then so when many it finally chances to, to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And when it finally came to the conclusion, I'm sitting there just like, I mean, I felt like I got hit by a truck at the end of that movie. It yeah. was, have you seen it? I had, I had, I had to come down from that movie. Oh no. You have to watch something pleasant afterwards. It's yeah. Yeah. Me, you it, do the cabbage patch. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. I haven't I mean, seen that. What I mean, a, a, a 24 productions are making great movies. Uh, um, I'm loving all the stuff. So that you're a big doing. movie guy. Nick. Oh, I'm a big movie guy. Yeah. Yeah. I like a lot of them. I don't watch, I don't have as much time to watch them as much these days, but, uh, when, when something catches my eye, I try and make a point and the previews of uncut gems caught my eye a while back. And then when it hit the theaters, I had to see it. Yeah. I mean, it's got and Kevin, actually I drug, I drug, I drug Gator to it and he had to get up and go use the restroom at one point And, um, he came back and sat and watched the whole thing. And he admitted to me after the movie was over with, he said, I'm standing out in the hallway thinking to myself, I'm so stressed out by this movie. Do I really want to go back? <laughs> so, and, I, yeah. and he did, but yeah. So we watched, so, so Paula and I, the mo- the only movie I've seen in the last year, well, except for the star Wars movie was, uh, driving in the rain, the movie about the, Race car driver. It's a basically a dog and owner movie, and I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, so it's about uh, driving in the rain, and it's it's about this guy who picks up a dog, and I I see the clips for the movie coming in, and I'm a dog guy, like the biggest dog guy, and um, I have some anxiety, and so I say to Paula, I said, "If the dog fucking dies, I'm going to be so angry." And See, that's the, my whole movie with dog, or problem with dog movies. It's, right. In the, the first five minutes, the like dog Marley said, and me, Marley and me, like destroyed, destroyed me. me you know, yeah. <laughs> first five minutes, the dog says he eventually got over me dying, and I said, "I'm out." You got to be fucking kidding me. The, the dog admits that he dies in this movie, which we all die. So, but, but what the admits, dog talks? The dog talks. Is it like Homeward Bound? Kind of like, or yeah. the, do the lips move? Oh no, no, no! The, do the lips don't move. This is like you hear the dog thinking, and the dog is super smart and like talks about all of this stuff. And I watch about thirty minutes of the movie, and I, I'm crying in the thing, which where the podcast the cries, and I'm I'm like going, I, this this movie's fucking killing me. And I walk out and I sit in the hall and Paula watches the movie in a theater alone. There were two of us in this theater and I walk out and I sit for an hour and a half in there and everybody's looking at me and I'm going, I don't fucking care. I'm not going back in the room where the dog dies. Cause that's not what I need tonight. Right. She looks at me and she said, what did you think the movie is about? And I said, I, I said, I don't want to see a movie where the dog dies. I'm not in the mood for that. And she goes, well, sometimes you have to see a movie about the dog dying. And I said, well, actually I don't. <laughs> 
(laughs) And she goes, well, it was really happy at the end. I said, unlikely. Did the dog fucking die? And she said, well, it did. But it came back as the little boy. And I said, well, that didn't make me feel better. (laughs) Wait, wait, so now this movie has reincarnation in it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which I don't believe in. And what we've also established is Mark likes dogs more than little boys. So. Damn straight. <laughs> Which I guess is good for all law enforcement officials out there. Right. Now you know. Right. So. Well, the dog. <laughs> right. I'm sure the little boy was nice. Well, for the record, in 30 minutes in, the, you know the dog dies, and then his wife gets brain cancer. This is just like a, a movie of love. And this is the Jason Isbell album. Oh, God. But depressing. But the shit. <laughs> so I gave him Doesn't the Jason. Sound like a very good movie. Yeah, I'm sure it was great. If you like that kind of movie, <laughs> I like Star Wars. <laughs> That's what there I like. Go. And Paula knew that, and she just wanted to see the movie, and she wanted somebody. She doesn't like driving during rush hour traffic, so she knew what was going to happen. So one of the things we ask people, uh, Nick, is what's your most memorable cigar? I know you're a new cigar smoker. So it can be yeah. your favorite cigar. It can be whatever, you know, it can be a memorable because of the moment or the people you smoked it with. I was going to say mine's a moment. So I was out in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Let's just back to Las Vegas. Um, I was out in Las Vegas in April of last year. So 2019. And I just, I needed some time. I needed to just kind of decompress. So I went out to Las Vegas on my own for a couple of days just to, just to go hang out you know, hit a couple restaurants, gamble a little bit and just have a nice night. And so I'm out there. It was a way, I remember it was in late April. It was a Wednesday night and it was the last night I was in town and it was about 70 degrees outside. And I found myself sitting out on the patio furniture outside the Davidoff of Geneva cigar bar there on the strip. Nice. And I had my, they, they allow you to bring your own, I bought a few there because I mean, I can't buy too terribly many there. Cause as we discussed, Las Vegas Jeez. prices, yeah. and then you're taking it to a Davidoff, you know, it's like, okay, this is ridiculous. But, um, so I'm sitting there, I'm having some drinks and I'm just, I'm chilling out. And it was, um, I had one of my, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the Perdomo 10th anniversary champagne. And so I had one of those and I'm just sitting there smoking that drinking a beer and just lounging in the, in the chair, just looking up at the night sky and, and just having the best time. And it was just, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. So, so if I got to describe it, it, that, that was, that was the moment. It was just the most, I, I had my phone turned, like not off, off. I mean, it was on, but I, I wasn't screwing around with my phone or anything. I'm just sitting there, just enjoying the moment. And oh man, I closed that place. I, well, it was about one a.m. when I left, but nice. yeah, it was, it was, it was nice. It was great. That's a good choice. So that yep. means two to the three of us, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like you said, you know, it all comes back to Vegas. I mean, you got your first one out there, and yep, that's a good choice. So First one out there, best cigar moment out there. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, there's worse places I, you know, to have like good cigar experiences. Yeah. And you know what? Everybody talks about how Vegas is so difficult to smoke in because of the environment with the with the humidity levels being so low and how dry it is. Maybe it's just my luck. Maybe it is what it is. I've never encountered that when I've been out there. Now, granted, I tend to go 
Short trips. Very beginning of the year, very yeah. end of the year. Yeah. Um, I don't tend to go out there too much in the summer. Um, like when we were out there in July, that was a rarity for me. I don't, I don't tend to go out there in the hot periods of the year, but yeah. I've never had a problem. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have, have trouble me, smoking yeah, out there. I don't have trouble smoking out there. I have trouble maintaining <clears throat> cigars out there. So we go when we when we go, we stay a week. And so at the beginning of the week, the cigars I took out there, I they tend to do okay. Towards the end, the cigars I took out there, they don't tend to hold up as well unless they I take really good care of them. You just got to throw an eighty four Bovida pack oh, in there. Man. So I mean, it just, they dry out really careful. You just got to be real careful yeah. with them. Um, and the cigars, if the humidor, if it's from a reputable place like Davidoff or Casa Fuente or something, yeah. they tend to do really good. Yeah. Um, the show is tough because they really struggle to maintain humidity in the cigars they're giving away. So I always just tell people that's a tough environment for them to maintain humidity. Yeah. Some of those, yeah. they drop. Yeah. Every, every time Brian well, I mean, brings back a bunch of stuff and gives them to yeah, us, like, it. yeah, I throw them in my locker or my humidor for like a week or so and let them yeah. get back up. Yeah. So how how long have but, how long have you been uh, been doing uh, the cigar pulpit and how many episodes are you are you at so far? We started in August of 2019, so not quite a full year. And I don't know when it was that we ended up switching to two a week. We started off just one time a week coming out on right. Friday, mm-hmm. and I don't remember. Well, I know it had to have been probably sometime in October that we switched to two a week because we went out to the Weston tobacco festival in uh, Weston, Missouri. And while I was there, I, I racked up a bunch of interviews. I got like Oscar Valadares and, and Manuel Casada and I hope a couple others. And it was, I had this option of, okay, do I, do I stretch this out and turn this one event into a month's worth of episodes, you know, put out weekly mm-hmm. or do I go twice a week with it or do I just do one gigantic like eight hour long episode? and that wasn't really that wasn't an option so um, so we started doing two a week um, to get those those interviews out of the door and it just kind of kept going that way and then in November that's when we picked up um, my monthly cigars as a sponsor nice. and so he started sending the boxes well that was four cigars that he was sending us. So perfect. We got four episodes, right? Except that that then meant that we didn't have the flexibility of being able to choose our own cigars mm-hmm. that we wanted to smoke, you know, or if let's say I had a guest, you know, if I'm going to have Nick Melillo on the show, I want to smoke a foundation cigar. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just polite, you know, but at the same time, if I'm committed to smoking something from my monthly cigars, that kind of conflicts. And so that's when we started really just saying, okay, we have to go to a week for no other reason than to give some flexibility to us to do this. So we went to a week fairly early on in the life of the podcast to where at this point, we're probably sitting at about 87 episodes, I think out there in the world. Yeah, Yeah. And so we started, I guess in April of 19 and we're at, 65 or so but yeah i mean when you're jamming out two a week yeah that that uh-huh. adds up i mean when we first started i mean we're we're every friday for our normal show and then we we've started doing getting rid of like the cutting up shows and just doing just straight like people wanted to hear just review stuff so we started like all right let's just do a, a short little 45 minute or 
of yeah. just us geeking out on cigars and actually breaking down and, and reviewing it. So yeah, I mean, doing yeah. two, there's some weeks where we do two a week and it's, I, I enjoy it, but it's, it's a time commitment. I mean, when you're constant, to, when you're constant to a week, I mean, that's because there's, there's your setup, there's your tear down, there's your, you know, your pre prep, your, you know, pre-production, post-production, you got, you got to do the editing. I mean, it's, it's a, on top of everything and, else. And this isn't your main job. This is just no stuff you do on the Schedule, side. Yeah. Scheduling of guests. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's been the thing during COVID that's been the, the real struggle for me has been scheduling of guests because we've been really fortunate. I'd say May and June so far with, um, with some really good guests and, yeah. But I have to take their schedules into account. And so then I have to think think ahead. Okay, they're going to appear on this episode. So when we're recording two weeks before that episode hits, we have to pretend like it's that, you know, like <laughs> yeah. around that time. Yeah, yeah. And Gator's horrible at that. Yeah, so he, he that, complains about that. Yeah, so that, that throws it all off. Well, that's, yeah, how, I mean, that's how we were. Been, like, you kind of get in a bubble of like, you don't want to timestamp everything too much because if you're, if something, you know, happens that week, but you know, that yeah. show won't come out for three weeks, then it's, it's yeah. moot at that point. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. We don't want to exactly. reference Tom Brady getting married to uh, <laughs> yeah. Bill Belichick. Yeah. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about these cigars a little bit and then let's do the musical stuff. So, yeah. let, um, uh, how is your cigar going, Nick? It looks like you're uh, enjoying that. I've noticed. I'm good. I'm in. Uh, what would you guys call this? The second second. Second second. <laughs> um, yes. I'm about. I'm about halfway through this. Um, yeah, it, it's a great smoke. It's a super mild, light Connecticut. Um, you get some some creaminess. You get that kind of nutty flavor. Um, there's. It's a good sm- cigar, and you don't get that bitterness that you sometimes get from Connecticut that mm, yeah. maybe they haven't aged long enough or something like that. So yeah, just no, a high it's, prime it's, rate. It's a, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's got a good burn. I mean, it's pretty consistently even around. I mean, it's, you know, slightly wavy, but it's not, it's not razor tight, but it's not canoeing or running or anything like that. It's, it's, a, it's a good cigar. Yeah. So we're, we're smoking the Lenox, like we're saying. So this one is uh it's a Brazilian wrapper, uh, Mexican San Andreas binder, and then a Dominican filler. Um, I love the Lenox. I, I don't know if we've done this on a show or not. I'm going to assume we probably have maybe when it was me and Steve, maybe. um, but I, I love the Lenox. I, the, the La Vocada and the Lenox. I love these, especially with the chapter one, cha- chapter two, you know, this is, this is Tony's, uh, uh blend here. Uh, not, right. not Lido's. Um, but yeah, just the, the cocoa, a little bit of leather on this one. It's definitely a three quarter. Well, um, I mean, I, I really, really love the Lenox. In fact, and just thinking about it, we have done this before because I remember talking about the, the lettering of the Lenox comes from, uh, Vincent Van Gogh's, the, uh, the starry night. This is what the lettering is based off of is his painting. Well, that's fucking deep. Yeah, I know. I mean, Jeez. bring in a little bit of, <laughs> Jeez. um, so I bought a box of Lenox. I like the Lenox more than I like the Lavacada. Um, and I, but I bought the smaller ring gauge on this. There was a smaller ring they, gauge. They have, they had like a, uh, the petite. <clears throat> yeah, pre, yeah. Yeah. Petite. And I like that one a lot better than this one. Um, it is rich. It is, mm-hmm. um, there's no spice. I'm not getting, I'm not getting spice no. at all on this. It's a richy, uh, rich, creamy, uh, smoke. Um, I do like this cigar. It's, it's robust, but smooth. Yeah. It's, it's creamy. Um, 
It is a nice smoke. Uh, I like this a lot more in the smaller ring gauge, mm-hmm. um, largely because uh, you get a lot more wrapper. Oh, yeah, and, that, and that Brazilian wrapper. I mean, I, oh, lo- so I love – but I mean – but. I always go back and forth what wrapper I like the best, you know, either whether it's Brazilian or San Andreas. Yeah. I mean, both of them, it, it's always, they kind of intertwine flip flop depending yeah. on what, on what cigar it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a nice cigar. Um, you don't get as much of the creaminess of that Brazilian wrapper. You don't get as much of the, of that, uh, the flavor that I like out of that wrapper in this bigger ring gauge, but um, it's been a good smoke. Yeah. So this one, the size wise, it's a, uh, it's a six and a half by 50. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, but that petite, I know it's you like really, the bigger, really bigger ring gauges. <laughs> we were looking at the pic- picture that Nick sent us today of, of the, the one forty five, the one forty five <laughs> by 11. Like that's just, I could that's, not that's comically big. But what's funny is like, we have multiple people here at our shop that want one of those because they would absolutely love it. You have to talk to Dave. I'm sure Martinez would get you. Yeah. Yeah. I think because we were told no, (laughs) we were told no by Dave or by uh, Doug, Doug, our our manager here. He's like, you can't smoke those in here. We can't smoke them inside. Yeah. You got to go outside. You're going to asphyxiate and kill everybody. I don't care what kind of humidification or, uh, I'm sorry, ventilation. Yeah, you have. No. You're going to kill everybody with a couple of those I mean, going. You'd, but. you'd have to get one of those like uh, Elon Musk, uh, like blowtorch guns to, right. to light the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, actually, oh, that, Mayor Frank that's a valid Scott point. came out and said you can't smoke it in a little rock. <laughs> okay, is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> that's a valid point. You're going to need uh, some sort of like, I almost wonder like a, a wine cork popper or something to, to punch the thing. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah. And then, and then some sort of a hand torch to to actually light it. Like a a brulee torch or something. Right. (laughs) Just like a tiki torch. Get like a tiki torch going in the back and you could just use it as like a Zippo, you know, Mm, getting a lot of citronella off this (laughs) one. (laughs) Right. Exactly. The torch the guy uses for man food fire to light the the barbecue pits. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like one of those big propane things. One of the propane things. Yeah. So the music, um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, You crack crack it up. I got to pull up the album. Okay. So you gave me this week Danu 10,000 Miles. Classic Irish Celtic Gaelic album. I mean, it's true. It's It's the music that I grew up with. Since you're Gaelic, you speak Gaelic naturally. I know you grew up in Ireland, <laughs> you lying motherfucker. And so, uh, and um, so this, I listen to Irish Celtic music mm-hmm. as a regular part of my life. I actually do. So, um, and this you guys is, river dance. Uh, I do. I've Aaron taken does, a few classes. Yes. I, I want, I want to see that. I want to see a river dance. <laughs> I'm very good. <laughs> well, well, whenever we come up to St. Louis and Riverman, I'll, I'll wear my kilt. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you don't want to see his legs. Just you can trust me on that. I think everybody saw my legs after the picture I posted of the lookalike contest this past uh, week for Smokini. Yeah, mm, right. That was amazing. I want to give you props on that. I've been looking through her pictures, trying to determine which one I want to do, and I can't quite find the right one. But I want to give you big props for that. That was I wanna, great. I want to call you. Out I hope I win. For I mean, whole, calling up short. She yeah, did not wear should. shorts and hers. So it was funny because I got a text uh, DM from somebody. It said it would be, you'd be an automatic winner if you didn't wear the shorts. I was yeah, like, those pictures exist, but you could see brain. So, oh, right. <laughs> so 
So the uh, so a couple things. Uh, the fiddle player yeah. is uh, world class. Yeah, Irish fiddle, but I don't care. You got to have a fiddle. Oh yeah, if yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. uh, if you're going to play in Texas, uh, and whoever that <laughs> or, play, or play in County Cork or County Cork, whoever that person is, and I I meant to look it up, and whoever that person is mm-hmm. is a great fiddle player. Yeah, and um, there's a woman singer who is got to just. Uh, a great yeah. haunting yeah. Irish voice yes. um, who I might be a little in love with. <laughs> um, and so I picked, uh, there's several songs on here I could have picked, but I, two in songs came out. And, and not every song has uh, uh, vocals. Some are just <laughs> traditional Absolutely. music. So um, I could have picked, and not every song is in Gaelic. No. You promised well, me. Well, she, she sings in, in Irish. Here's the difference between I. Well, no, we won't get into that. There's Irish and Gaelic, but she, sing, she sings in Irish. But it's, Okay, I don't understand the difference. So you <laughs> promised me Gaelic, motherfucker. Well, I said and Irish. you did not deliver. And so um, so I picked two songs. First of all, the title track, 10,000 Miles, mm-hmm. is, um, once again, you promised me 10,000 Miles by the two brothers, and it wasn't that. But it's a beautiful song in English. It is. That so one's in English. It. Yep. it was a great song. I did not pick that. I okay. picked R Medina in Dom, okay. which is the song in Irish. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure what she said. She could have been saying bad things about my mother for all I know. Um, <laughs> but it was beautiful. That song is haunting. Yeah. Her voice is immaculate on that yes. song. Um, and I could not have loved it anymore. Um, and that song was my choice. Cool. Our Medina in Dom, and I just butchered that. There are Irish people who are crying right now, and the Irish eyes. My family are, is turning in its grave. You are not Irish. Stop it. <laughs> so going with the theme, you gave me an Irish band I as did. well. I did. Um, you gave me. Uh, the greatest Irish the, rock band ever. Yeah, you know, I, I won't disagree because I don't like you too, and I know that like a lot of people like you too. I don't like you too. I think they're vastly overrated. Um, overrated <laughs> um you for the me, record i think bob geldoff is the greatest humanitarian to come out of rock as well yes i mean and he's been involved in other good bands as well like uh pink floyd and yeah no he's some, no he's very talented yeah he, he is super talented he's um, also a right wanker yeah, oh, he is um, but you gave me Boomtown Rats, um, who, which is funny because i've never heard of him before but today we were listening to it and mo was like uh, Mo was like, is that, I don't like Mondays. I'm like, how in the hell do you know what this, what this song is? And she's like, oh yeah. I was just like, I'm like, Guck. I'm like, well, you're more cultured than me. Yes, um, she is. But, uh, this, this album it's, um, so I was, I was debating because earlier I said it's very new wave, which it still has some very new wave sound. Yep. Um, punk is, it's if, a punk it, attitude. If it's I was not gonna a punk put, band. If I was going to put punk attitude and sound, I would go, it sounds a lot like Elvis Costello. Yeah. Punk well, style. I, agree. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple of really good ones on here. Um, I, I listened to the actual, the longer version it has a couple B sides and stuff like yep. that. They're re-release. Um, but I stuck with just the original, the, the 1979 release. Mm. Okay. Um, so I am going with the song that got taken off the radio on BBC. Do you know which one that is? I do not. I went with uh, Diamond Smile. Oh, so it's it's a song about an a, a uh, aristocrat woman who kills herself, but she's only known for wearing really provocative clothing. Yeah, I mean it I was I, yeah. that. I mean it was it's a very upbeat, 
fun song, but then once you finally really listen yeah. to the words, yeah. it's like, holy shit. Like yes. they're, and, it, and it's based on a true story too. Yes, it is. Um, and it's Geldof is one of the great writers of our time. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, there was a couple other ones I debated. Um, there's, uh, uh what's, uh, what's another one I'm looking for the name right now. Uh, uh, nothing happened today. I mean, they're talking about their time in the U S and they were just bored because nothing was going on. Right. Um, yes. but yeah, I just like, you know, let's go with the one with that punk attitude that happens to be taken off the air on BBC because yeah. of the, pretty much of the story. Um, yeah. and it's just a, you know, diamond smile. So it's, uh, yeah. it's a very, the album was very good. It's, it is, it's very, um, it's New York style punk, you know, Costello wise yep. with, with that new wave sound, because it was just getting into that new wave era, you know, yep. late, late seventies, early eighties is when I think like 82 is when, um, like, a, or 81 was like when a lot of these songs really blew up, like, yep. uh, I don't like Mondays and stuff like that. Yeah. I found them, I think in 82 and on the like local mm-hmm. college. Yeah. Radio yeah. It, it, it took a while for them to make it overseas. They were definitely way bigger in the UK. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they first came out, because this was their sophomore or junior album. I, for, I forget. It wasn't sophomore. their first one. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, and they actually just re, uh, just came out with another album, yeah. not too terribly long. Welcome ago. back to boomtown. Yeah. And it's, uh, so it's, it's a fun, it's a fun group, uh, to listen to. It's, yeah. it's one that I've listened to other albums. I did listen to banana Republic. Yeah. Um, that's a nice little, uh, islandy song. Like, yeah, it is a big F you. F you um, to the Irish government. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, overall I really enjoyed it, but, uh, diamond smile was like, all right, I'll, I, choice. I, I like that one. And then when I finally listened to it for the third time and I'm like, Oh, like I, I heard it, but then I listened to it and yeah. I was like, Oh man, this is like, yeah. yeah, he's, he's getting deep. So, yeah. Yep. So that, uh, yeah, cool choice. Yeah. So, cool choice. and, and we talked off air what we're doing this week. We'll get, which we'll get to later on, but, yeah. uh, it's we're turned, going, we're going back to our roots. We are a little less friendly choices, uh-huh. uh, this week. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but, uh, that's a good choice. I mean, the, the song that I, I first remember from them is, uh, I don't like Mondays, which is, uh, ironically enough, a song about mass shootings. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically enough. So, and and, and again, it's like, you know, us driving today and her knowing what that song was, I was just even more impressed. I'm like, man, like Bo and I share a lot of musical life. It's like, what do you not know? Come on. Yep. She's smart. Um, so, so, um, I think, uh, you know, that's, uh, that was, uh, that's a good choice off that album. There's, they're Mm -hmm. very talented. Yeah. It's Um, a good album. The, the, uh, the artwork, uh, kind of creepy. Um, totally kind of like yeah. weird like a like a it's a i can't i mean it's what, what the it, he's like breaching water but it's just like it's a weird anamorphic like if i was to draw a person this is what it would look like yeah you're not a very good artist it's just like yeah. never it, liked that it, album the, the cover. album the album cover is not appealing to the eye whatsoever right um it's the exact opposite of what danu album looks like yes um which is very beautiful <laughs> yeah. that's true uh, you're better picking out covers than I am. Yeah. So let's. Um, can I can I ask you guys a question real quick about sure. the music segment and everything? Yeah. So like, do you guys do like a public Spotify playlist? Yeah. Where yeah. People can go and listen to these songs. Okay, yeah. I didn't so, know. So I didn't we know. did. Because I heard you guys yeah. talking about them, but like I've never. I mean, some of the like I will admit 
I don't know either one of the songs you guys are talking about. Yeah, so we, so, so we, a couple months ago, because we, music is huge in both of our, yeah. uh, both of our lives, pretty much. I listen to music all day long in my wood shop, and he listens to music all the time. But cigars and music, they go hand in hand, especially because it's, you know, it, it gets you a chance to tone everything out. You put in whatever. So we did our fa- our twenty favorite songs that we like listening to music to, and it just sat there stagnant. We I made a list on Spotify, like the straight cut, uh, the straight cut uh, podcast. Uh, you called it something. something. I forget, but it, it it's linked to our thing. Um, but then, like, we had a couple of listeners. They said, like, "Hey, have, have you ever thought about adding more songs to it?" I'm like, "It's funny you say that because I'm actually bringing something to the table that I want to make a re- reoccurring segment." But rather than us just adding our own favorite songs, we I decided like let's each pick an album for each other because we have two totally different tastes in music. Right. Um, yeah. So, and so, like, no matter what the album is, we might not like it, but there's going to be at least one song on there that we're going to like. And I, and I was interested to see if we would choose the song that we each would have chose for ourselves kind right. of thing. So like this week, uh-huh. like I probably got pretty close to what you would have chose. I like that song. Yeah. I would have chose, I, I don't like Mondays cause it was, it personally was mm-hmm. the first song I heard of theirs, but yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. But so that's how it just kind of did. And we just do it every week and it's, just so we a, assign each other homework and then we listen to the song and then mm-hmm. we talk about it a little bit. Yeah. And then gotcha, every fourth gotcha. week we have a listener. Yeah, pick. yeah. Every fourth week we have a a listener give give us an album, and then we choose off of it. So like the listeners okay. are getting their own music on there as well. They like the very first one. Um, I forget uh, what it was, but it was kind of like an old school, uh, like an early two thousands kind of like, uh, like New York style rap. But yeah. it was just it was really on that. Like it was that. it was a really good one. So like next. In two weeks, we have another listener already lined up, and we like we have like four or five albums from listeners that are going to be eventually on there. Yep, very cool. So, yep. So, even though it's not when we're recording this, it's not been announced, and we are yeah. talking a lot about it uh, with a buildup. Mm-hmm. Um, we're dropping this on Friday, which will be um, we have news to announce in negative two days when we <laughs> release this. <laughs> um, we are um, we're excited. I know uh, from the straight cut in in a large part because of the um, other podcasts that we're talking about, and we're talking about and sort of going together to work with uh, the four podcasts that we're starting to talk about the collective smoke. And, um, you and I have, uh, and Aaron have, <clears throat> have bonded over the zoom chats and we look forward to meeting in Kansas city and doing a bunch of stuff so we can meet in person. But we're talking about doing some stuff collectively across some of these cigar podcasts. And we're looking at, uh, joining up and, and partnering along with Martinez cigars and my monthly, uh, my monthly cigars to do some, some creative things to sort of extend the community and to expand the community. Um, and we're kind of, um, really excited about this because this is a chance We're I know your podcast and our podcast are very much about the community and this is our chance to bring two extra partners into our thing and to really extend the community. Well, I think it's one of those things we talk about a lot on our show. Um, when it comes to other podcasts, we talk about how um, 
there's enough hours in the day that if my listeners enjoy my show, I think that they would enjoy listening to your show or to the good cigar or down to the nub or, you know, uh, there are others out there, but, but specifically those other three shows other than my own. And it's one of those things that I try and, and promote the, you guys because I don't see it as competition. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all in it together. We're all pushing for the betterment of the cigar community, you know, and we all bring something else to the table. You know, you guys are doing this music segment. Jeff and I, we show our asses twice a week. Um, you know, <laughs> well, we do that too. Uh, it's good. Uh, Tim, Tim, Tim and Brandon over at Down to the Nub, I mean, they've got some great connections to the community and they're mm-hmm. doing some really great work over there. Um, some really good reviews, well, not reviews, but they're, they're smoking some good stuff and talking about it and everything. You know, Al and his wife, Melissa, have a, have a wonderful chemistry yeah. at, at the Good Cigar, and they bring a lot of alcohol into the picture. I know you guys, yeah. you know, drink and stuff and, and whatnot, but like Al, you know, he's got, a, he's got a different cocktail. He's got different stuff he's making like every week with mm-hmm. the cigars. Something we don't do at, at the Cigar Pulpit is, you know, I'm not much of a drinker. I mean, I might have an occasional beer or, or an occasional cocktail, but I'm not one to sit and and sit whiskey and and um so it's just kind of one of those things that everybody brings something else to the table so we started kind of talking about this and thought you know we keep talking about how we're not in competition and we're all in this together for the same purposes and and everything else and we figured what the hell let's actually team up and actually work together actually make a plan and work together to benefit both the cigar industry and let's be real our own shows, you know, because mm-hmm. now this is an opportunity where I can introduce my listeners to you guys. You guys can introduce your listeners to us. You, we can we can do the same with with Al and Melissa and Tim and Brandon, yeah. and everybody kind of gets to know everything. And we can all kind of a, a rising tide is going to lift all ships. Yeah. yeah. And oh, what? And, and then like, te- no, go, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, and then teaming up with Martinez uh-huh. and. Uh, and, and my monthly cigars, I mean, my monthly cigars is, is working with us to, to provide, you know, an online home for, for us to, for, to, to promote us and everything mm-hmm. to his, his subscribers and, and help us out in ways that, that we needed help. And then Martina Cigars, I mean, they're, they're helping us out. We've got some really exciting news coming up later this year that we're not going to get into right now, yeah. but. Yep. You know, there's some really cool stuff coming down the pipe with this and it's, it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, it, and to touch on what you said, you know, we're not in competition with each, with each other because no two shows are the same. Yeah. Um, you know, uh-huh. it, it's all based on the same niche thing being cigars, yeah. but that's honestly, that's where the commonality stops. Yeah. Um, I mean, every show is totally different and they all have their special, places in the podcasting world because like you know what we said you know there's a million podcasts out there you know you have to find that niche you have to find that groove to sit into 100%. you know ours happens to be cigars where we always like our tagline is 40 percent cigar 60 percent bullshit uh you know like 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 tim and brandon's i mean like they're they're probably more on the opposite side they're more cigar and a little less on the bu- on the on the bullshit and everything but then you got right. like you said yeah the good cigar 
Um, and then, I mean, y'all's is... Who is the, se- who is the sexiest damn podcast out <laughs> yes. there? Yeah. As they say I do themselves. Love- you know? Yes. The, chemi- I, the chemistry between between was, them two is amazing. It is. Oh, and, I know. And the, and the discussion of the liquor, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the bourbons and all yeah. of their drink, I enjoy, uh, I do drink that. Yeah. And I enjoy it. They bring a lot of fun to that discussion, but, and it's not um, snobbish, but it is yeah. uh, informative. And I, I think they do a really good job with that. I've enjoyed that. I'm new well, to their podcast. I've only found them in the last couple months. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed catching up with them and really enjoy it. Their their banter yeah. is 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 very enjoyable, but I I find their because um, I do enjoy that kind of uh, the discussion. Yeah, um, has been very good. And Tim and Brandon are most definitely um, flipped of of us. Yeah. They are yeah. they are very informative. Well, I think uh, Brandon I think is Brandon is. I mean, he's in the industry like yeah. me. I think we're the but only Tim two is, that are in the industry. Really. Tim is the, yeah. Tim is a geek about mm-hmm. cigars. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they're, they're definitely flipped on the other side of that. Yeah. Um, Tim comes from uh, dad smoking cigars. Mm-hmm. I know he's just, they've started recently. They have a live YouTube show on Sundays. They do a really good job. They are, yeah. um, they are really good reviewers of cigars and I'm looking forward to a lot of exciting things that are going on, but um, I'm really excited. Uh, the, the, my monthly cigar uh, uh, partnership is great. And I love Nick. Uh, he's um, uh He's been fun to get to know as well because he's been participating in a lot of those things. You you know you're doing stuff right when people come to you to be like, hey, we want to do this. And we want you involved. I'm like, I mean, when we first started, when you first started, you know, it's probably the same way. Like, we're just doing this just because, A, you can. Everybody can have their own podcast and you do it just for the fun of it and stuff like that. But now it's kind of like we're taking that next step. Like people are coming, you know, to each and individual shows to be like, Hey, we like what you're doing. Let's go to that next step. And now we all happen to be, because we're all fairly newish into this, into the podcast realm where we've all been around, you know, a a year and a half or less probably. And we Um, share, we share a a love and a passion Mm -hmm. for not just cigars, but the community. Tim talks about that very eloquently. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and love having Nick and in, in my monthly cigars involved because I think they are big. Uh, I know Nick is very passionate about the community and he's um, talked about, you know, very much the podcast, but also uh, community, but also the community as a whole of cigar smokers and how, how he, he believes in them very strongly. Um, and I, I want to talk oh, yeah. a, a little bit uh, and go ahead there. No, I, to that point, Nick is probably, I'm, I'm going to make a broad generalization here, but I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that probably a majority of cigar um, subscription club owners probably aren't regular uh, brick and mortar lounge dwellers, you know, that I would think a lot of them tend to do a lot of shopping online and that sort of thing. But I know for a fact that Nick is in his, his lounge. Right. I mean, not so much during COVID, but obviously on a normal basis, Nick is hanging out in his lounge up there in Ohio like all the time. So I, I've been a, I've been a member of a ton of those clubs, mm-hmm. and there's only two that I I think are worth it, and uh, and his is one of them. And I think a lot of like the cigar.com, and I'm not I'm not going to discuss, but I, yeah. I think there's there's very few of them that are worth it. Um, and that I agree with you that 
that connection to the community is a big part of it. Um, and Nick definitely has that. Um, I'm a fan of luxury cigars as well for that same reason. And I'll be honest, the rest of them you can throw in that bucket. The rest of them are just big people pushing out cigars. They don't, you know, they're just, it's a thing for them. It's yeah. not really the same passion that Nick shows. And I, I think I want to focus on um, the, the sixth wheel of the, of the six of the bus, the wheels on the bus go round and round, um, which is Martinez cigar. I've smoked my first Martinez cigar about a week and a half ago, the 45 mm -hmm. and Aaron is oh. killing me by, by not scheduling the fucking flat iron review. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, yeah, so I'm giving I'm, him I'm, the side eye directly I know, on. I know. Now. Like I've only ever had the 45 and I was talking, was to, I was talking to, to David though. Like while I was smoking, I'm like, man, this thing is just we love it. so and good. I know you have Martinez cigars in the Riverman um, cigar lounge up where yeah. you are. Um, and so I'm going to call up there or I'm going to order directly from Dave. I, I'm probably going to call Riverman because I'm, I'm a big B&M guy. Personally, I own the B&M. I, I know the value of our local shops. And I, I, mm -hmm. I'm going to take a moment here just to say I'm the biggest B&M guy in the world. And you need to, if you have a B&M, um, we should not take them for granted. We need to support them. But um, I'm looking forward to that flat iron because everybody just tells yeah. me how amazing it is. But Dave is one of the coolest guys with the shittiest internets to ever exist. <laughs> um, and I'm looking forward to that. And yeah. I, I'm going to stop for a second because I'm going to stop this from being a Martinez uh, tug job, to quote uh, Nick. <laughs> and I want to hear about the cigar that Martinez is blending for Gator. That's what I want to so, hear. So that story all started back in September or so of last year when out of the absolute blue, I get a direct message on, on Instagram from Martina Cigars saying, hey, if we sent you guys a couple of cigars, would you be interested in trying them? And A, I'd never heard of Martina Cigars. B, I, I, I didn't know anything about it. But C, I'm never going to say no to free cigars. So <laughs> I wrote it back and I'm like, yes, yes, I would. So I get this package in the mail a couple of days later and it's got uh, four cigars and it. it's got two 45 series torpedoes and two 45 series robustos. And so I threw them in the humidor and I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot about, them. you know, <laughs> I, they, they were mailed to me and I wanted to acclimate them in my area. So I threw them in the humidor and I just kind of forgot about them. So flash forward to December sometime last year, Jeff and I are uh, getting ready to uh, record our episode about Christmas gift ideas for cigar lovers. And we're at my house and we're trying to figure out, well, what are we smoking on this episode? Now, at the time, my humidors and everything were all at my office. I since took them home with, when COVID hit because I didn't want to be stranded at home without my cigars. Good but... Yeah, so they were all at the office, and so I only had the limited supply that I had at home. And so I'm like thinking, well, what do I have two of that we can smoke that we haven't smoked already before, or that it wouldn't be like a just really general repeat kind of thing? And um, so I looked, and I found those 45s, and I told him, I said, all right, we can smoke these, but here's the problem. we've ne I've never had one before, so if it's an utter dog rocket, we're going to have to decide right now, are we going to be honest about it and be, be mean or are we going to 
you know, hopefully enjoy this and then it won't be an issue. And we decided we're not going to lie. Obviously, we're not going to we're not going to say it's good if it wasn't. And if it wasn't good, we're going to do our level best to find the few things that we can point to that we did like about it and, you know, move on with life. And so that's what we did is we, we started smoking it. And we said in the beginning that this is the case. And so it just kind of continued and we loved the 45 throughout that episode. We just absolutely loved the 45 series. So after that episode came out, we, uh, I got a message from Dave and he told me, he goes, dude, I was sitting on the edge of my seat listening to this episode because, <laughs> cause I, I started the episode saying what I just told you that we've never had it. If we don't like it, we're going to be honest with all of you. So he heard that and was just, shit and bricks and so he uh he and i started striking up a conversation after after that episode dropped and everything and he knew that i was going to tpe and so i met him and jesus and the rest of the martinez crew out in las vegas at tpe and just they were the nicest people just the nicest people and you just instantly felt welcomed by them and we're, we're I'm having conversations with these guys as if, uh, as if it's the first time I've ever, you know, or as it, it's the first time I've met them. I'm having conversations with them as if I've known them for years and years and years. And so in conversation with Dave out in Vegas on like the last day, I'm talking to him and, I'm, and he's asking me like what my goals are for the podcast. And I'm like, well, you know, obviously I want to get listenership up. It'd be nice if we could get some advertising revenue going, coming in to where look, do I expect to be able to make a living off of this? I'd love to, but realistically, no. But would it be nice to do that? Yeah. And uh, and then I told him just randomly, I said, you know, and the other thing is that Gator and I have always joked that if the, that the coolest thing that could ever come out of us doing this would be for us to get our own cigar. Just that it would be really cool to have our yeah. own cigar. And he just kind of like, looks at me and goes, well, we can do that. And I mean, I it's like time stopped. I just looked at him. And I'm like, what, what? And he's like, oh yeah, we'll, 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 let's make this happen. We can make this happen. We'll, we'll make the cigar pulpit cigar. And so we kind of talked about how that would work and, um, what money I had to put up front, which I was very thankful was like very negligible, if any. And, uh, so anyway, we, uh, we kind of talked about it and got it all figured out. And next thing I know, he's going back to New York. I'm going back to St. Louis and I'm telling Gator, dude, we're going to get a cigar this year. And COVID slowed things down. We were on track to start getting a blend going and everything. The problem is the way Martinez as an organization kind of works is coming up to Christmas, their rollers just roll like crazy and producing a lot of backstock so that they can take January and February and kind of go do vacations, take time off, you know, that kind of sure. thing. And then they come back to come back to work in March, right? Well, what happened in March? COVID hit and it hit New York City really really hard. Right. To where now they don't come back in March. So these guys are working through the excess stock and that's what they've got. And so it's it's kind of been a thing. So finally, very very recently New York City opened up, the rollers came back, 
The tobacco should have arrived on Monday of this week, and this episode is dropping on Friday. Yep. And so by by Friday, there should probably be some blends in the mail to me, to where hopefully by the beginning of next week, I should have some blends in the mail, and we can start smoking some test blends to see like what we like, what we don't like. Because that's yes. the other thing that's important to point out. This is not like a white label you know, cigar that we're just right. slapping our logo onto. Yeah. And it just, it's just like a, you know, generic house blend kind of thing. This is, we're, we're going through the blending process. You know, they're sending sticks and saying, Hey, here's four blends for you, four blends for Gator. Uh, let us know your notes. And, and I'm supposed to smoke all four of them and say, okay, I like the way stick a started, but I hated the way it finished. Whereas I really love the way that stick C finished the middle on stick A was a little dull, but the middle on stick D was just fire, you know, and, and we kind of then tweak things to, mm-hmm. to bl- bring it all back. So it's going to be really cool. That, that's yeah. That's pre- so, so do you, do you and Gators flate taste kind of coalesce or are they totally different? Totally different. Yeah. So what's going to happen is you're going to have two cigars. You're going to have the Bishop and the Gator mm-hmm. and the Gator's going to be more his taste. Obviously the Bishop will be mine. Jeff tends to lean more to a uh, Connecticut mild kind of cigar, mm-hmm. believe it or not, personality wise, not so much, but his, <laughs> his cigar, his cigar taste is. And so he's going to be more of a Connecticut mild, whereas mine, I tend to go more medium to full bodied. Um, you're going to have similar flavor notes between the two of them, yeah. but there are going to be differences. Like I said, you know, his is going to be more on the mild side. Mine's going to have a little bit more punch to it. Nice. And awesome. that's, that's kind of what they're going for. It sounds so. like they're, they're going to be able to buy them through, um, through the Martinez site and probably locally in packs of five. That's yeah. what we're aiming for at first is, you know, since it's a new cigar, obviously, um, you know, it's one of those things where do we expect somebody to go out and buy a box of them, like right in the very beginning, no. it'd be nice, but no. Yeah, yeah. So what we're doing is we're kind of going more of the sampler pack route in the beginning, uh, packs of five, maybe, maybe as much as packs of 10, you know, five and five of each kind of thing. Yeah, but, awesome. but yeah, that's, that's what we're kind of aiming for at first is some sampler packs. And then once we kind of get the feet underneath us, then we, then we move on to boxes, but but yeah, it'll be available on martinascigars.com and then um, it'll be available for any brick and mortar retailers that want to carry it. And the nice thing about Martinez and and Aaron, as somebody who works in a cigar shop, I'm sure you know, bringing in a new line of cigars mm-hmm. can be very expensive mm-hmm. because there's minimum purchase orders, you know, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff that go along with that. Yep. The nice thing about Martinez if you want, as a, as a brick-and-mortar retailer, if you want to try Martinez in your shop, it can be as simple as calling them up and saying, hey, we're such-and-such such shop located in the city. We'd like to try some Martinez cigars. Can you send us just a box of 45s or a box of flat irons? And, and we'll give that a try. And they will literally send a box awesome. and, and start it with that. And they'll start that account with just that one box. And then as you grow the audience for that cigar in yeah. your shop, you can then grow your purchasing to accommodate that. Yeah, that's smart. No, that's, so. I mean, that's really cool because one thing that we're doing here at the shop, I mean, we, which we were going to do like mid spring to late spring was, you know, our humidor is pretty good size and I built a big Island and then we have our second location uh, also, but there's one section like boutique uh, in Weston here 
people really love boutique cigars and I'm a huge fan of boutique cigars. So I wanted a little section of just boutique stuff, um, stuff with like, uh, the Viva, the, uh, stolen throne. And then it would be cool. So yeah, knowing that I can, that we can get just, you know, one box of the 45 and one of the flat iron, you know, and have that in the boutique section. Yeah. Because people come up all the time, you know, all the regulars, they, I get this asked every time I work here, like what's new, right? You were just here yesterday. You know what there is, Yeah. but it's one of those things like, yeah, I mean, if we could all have our, if you could bring in every cigar that everybody wanted, I mean, you'd have a million different cigars in there. Exactly. But you know, I've only ever had that one Martinez just because, you know, he, he did send us some stuff and that 45, man, that San Andreas wrapper was so, so damn good. Um, and I know like every time I, I open up my new air and I have to move the flat iron to get something because like, I want to smoke that one, but we've set that one to side for a review in July, but it's like, that thing just tempts me all the time. I'm like, Oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) Like like, I kind of want to smoke it. And then just get another one and not let Mark know that, that so I've we, had it. Just, right. Just get that July episode recorded now. What's stopping you? I know. I you know. know. I, just put it put it in the can and forget about it, and then release it at the appropriate I'm, date. I'm you know? firing my co-host, and I'm hiring. I mean, yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what. With. You can do that. You. How about you two do an episode, and me and Gator will do an episode, and we'll just right. call it the shit Dude. show week. You're right. There you, there you go. go. There you I, go. Well, every show on the cigar pulpit's a shit show. What are you talking about? <laughs> we actually, we actually just got done reviewing the flat iron on the show this past. Uh, well, by the time this drops, I guess it wouldn't have been this past Tuesday. It'd be the Tuesday prior. Yep. And um, yeah, we uh, we just got done reviewing that, and it, dude, it's a phenomenal thing. And I'm and I will freely admit, I'm not one for box press. It's a mouthfeel thing. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, whatever. But there are a few cigars that I'm willing to go ahead and get past that with. And the flat iron is definitely one of them. Now what's cool is Dave said he would send me some, some round flat irons before they put them in the box press. So I could try that. So, I mean, if I can get it in a round, Hey, I'm that much better off. So was was your cigars, uh, did yours end up in uh, Puerto Rico as well as ours? Or was that (laughs) somebody else's? I've never, no, I've never had that problem, but you guys, and I guess, uh, he sent some to Rob down at Cigar Talk, and then he sent some to uh, uh, Final Third Cigar um, on Instagram. Uh, he's a friend of Jeff and I. We call him Broccoli Rob. Uh-huh. And he sent some to Broccoli Rob, too. And all three of you guys, your cigars ended up going to Puerto Rico yeah. that day. So <laughs> I don't know what was up with that. Somebody but, scored yeah. big. Yes. I know, right? If I can't go to Puerto yeah. Rico, then the cigars should. <laughs> so. That yeah, no, that's cool. That, that's cool. Yeah, so I can't wait to try the ones that you eventually Yeah, you I'm know, looking forward choose to choose out and yeah. I think I think the way it's shaping up if timing works the way I think it's going to work, I'm hoping we should have this kind of locked and loaded by maybe very end of July, early August. That's okay. pretty sweet. Awesome. So, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That's uh that's yeah. uh that is, I know when we sat down, when I took over for, for Steve, the, the one thing you said is, boy, I'd really like to get our own blend. Mm-hmm. And I know you said that and I sort of made fun of you because we had, and I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes. Because yeah. I make fun of you all the time. <laughs> and, and I said, because we at the shop in Springfield, we had one of those white label cigars and those are fine. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not criticizing those cigars. People say, act like those are horrible cigars, but they are, is they're, they're fine. Not. They are fine, but they are just a standard cigar. 
and they're just yeah. like um, Macanudas or whatever. They're just a normal cigar. And we sold the hell out of them because they smoked great and they were consistent and they had our logo on them, people. And, you know, they were they were what they were. And, uh, you know, people like, but you don't blend them like you guys are doing. I, I think that's cool. And I'm uh, I'm totally jealous. And uh, I'm I'm super excited for you to find and, and to, to smoke some and figure out uh, – if I like the Gator or I, I like the Bishop, so, <laughs> so we're gonna, I'll have to uh, you know cold retro the Gator blend to see yeah. if we pick up on the same notes. <laughs> That's right, the figgy pudding. <laughs> see if Gator there brought us go. some figgy pudding. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all about that. Yeah, that's I'm that's. That's exciting. That's pretty cool because, you know, if you get into this industry, even just to have fun on a podcast or if you you know, work at a at a brick and mortar, if you work on something, you know, you kind of always have like, you know, it'd be so cool. Or even if you're just a, you know, just a cigar fan or aficionado, you always have that. You always have that thought like it'd be so cool if I could have my own cigar and, you know, help blend it and, you know, make the band, make the artwork. Sure. And now it's like it's coming to fruition. So so that's pretty cool. Gator's going to have and that's exactly it. on it. You, you God, get to control the band. Are you going to get to control the band oh. and all that stuff? Cause I- well, okay. So I had some creative control over some of the artwork, but then I uh, Lost kind it. of let loose some, some details about things that we were talking about. And Dave slapped my hand and said, no, you don't get to know anymore because you have loose lips and those things. Ships. So <laughs> I, uh, okay. unfortunately, uh, I, there is some, some part of the planning where things are going to be sent to me and I think I'm going to have approval, but it's going to be one of those things where yeah, you don't have control. I'll, uh, yeah. At least right now I'm a little in the dark. Okay. So, well, that's good to yeah. know. Um, yep. that's, Ed is awesome. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super I'm so fired excited. up for you. Yeah. That, that is so, very cool. So excited. Yep. Well, and it, it, what's cool is like, I mean, Martinez, it's it's very, you can't get more boutique than that. Like honestly, not a lot of people no. know that their roller, that their factory, is in the middle of New York City. Well, we were Dude, um, they are the best kept secret in the cigar industry. They've yeah. been around forty six years, yeah. but people are only just now hearing about them. Yeah. And they have helped so many other boutique brands get their feet underneath them and get moving and everything. Right. It's it's just amazing, and they make great cigars. Yeah, and they're blend they're they're rollers and blenders. They've got legit, like, lots of experience. You know, one of them used to work for Fuente. One of them used to work for Davidoff. I mm-hmm. mean, these guys have got legit, actual yeah. experience it, behind them. I mean, they're not just yeah, random they, guys that are just rolling cigars right. here. Yeah, to be to be around almost half a century, I mean, you kind of have to, you know, know your way around a cigar and everything. And, like, you know, touching back on the bands, you know, I love, I haven't had it yet, but the flat iron band that has the flat iron building on it, Yep. That's one of the most eye appealing bands, you know, looking at it from afar, you're like, okay, that's cool. But then when you actually study the band and you're like, oh, holy shit, that's like, that's that iconic corner building in New York. Yeah, It's just, it's it, it cool. is, it's so, so cool seeing that, you know, seeing that architecture on a, you know, cigar. Yeah. Dave's a cool guy. Yeah. I, I really love Dave. Um, mm-hmm. He was on last night. Um, we did an, uh, he did an Instagram live with Nick. Uh, G from uh, my my monthly cigars, and uh, he was on, and it sounded like he was in a war zone because he's downtown New York, uh, where they don't have the internet apparently. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, but he w- it was sounded like explosions. And I know that his, I mean, one of the things that I particularly love about their story 
is that they 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 are in New York City, and that they, they roll that those cigars in the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talked about you know being near where where the protests and the riots were, and the, you know that they have they have like iron bars in the front and you know, being in the heart of the COVID uh, issues and all of that and being in America rolling cigars with those folks. Um, you know, there's not a lot of roll. There's, there's rollers down in Miami and I know that in Tampa and those areas, there's, there's definitely some of those down there. Um, but I like thinking that some of that happens in the United States. Yeah. And you, um, and you and don't I think of, when you think of a cigar factory, you don't think of the heart of downtown New York city. Nope. You think yeah. of, you know, everything else other than, uh, you know, cigars. And they're, they're, like you said, they're one of the best kept secrets. They are, they're the community. They've really been supporting the community for most of those four yeah. to six years. Yeah. And now they've, they've stepped out on their own, which is exciting. So, well, two, two of our members well, here really want the, uh, was it one forty five by 11 cigar that they, uh, that they produce. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it is, I think they call subtle. that the bazooka. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, subtle. It's subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it, it makes its presence known. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very sure. much so. so yeah. I, I was dying whenever they, you, whenever you sent us that picture today. I was like, holy shit! I, because it it doesn't by itself. You're like, okay, yeah, that's a big cigar. But the cigar that 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 was put next to it itself the comparison was a, photo. It yeah. was a. It looked like a Churchill, and it just dwarfed think, it. Yeah, it was so it. big. Yeah, I'm just yeah, just so it's, ridiculous, it's, so crazy. It's unreal, unreal how the how they make that and everything. But yeah, I wonder how much uh, that weighs, dude. I know, like, I well, I think about like, you know, I'm talking about box presses, kind of how I don't like mouth feel. How would it feel to jam a, a cigar with a 145 ring gauge into your mouth? I and, mean, that's just. Yeah. I mean, that's, you want to comment on that? I mean, that's uh, <laughs> what, what, 64 is, is that one like a inch. So that's, there, guys? <laughs> so that's like I'm just I'm just crossing as you as you know I'm just crossing right over that. That's like what two? That's that's two and a quarter inches around about. I mean, yeah. that is. Neither one of us are. That's girthy. Big. That's girthy. <laughs> right. It's, it's girthy. Not, it's not length. That's it's a, girthy. That's a, that's a tuna can. But it's also 11 it's inches. Significant. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, well, that, that probably takes some special skill to roll. Yeah, I, I, I want to see a video. Because they, he see just a posted a, a picture or a video, and it looked like they were rolling like a Lancero or something. And that's, Man. I mean, I want to see somebody roll that cigar. That would be cool. That would just be. So I know, yeah. I know we have a lot of stuff to announce and we have that mm-hmm. special live thing that we did on Wednesday. Um, so there's a lot of stuff coming up, including, including some special uh, contests we're doing. So we'll look forward to announcing uh, all and, of and, that. And like, and later on as the, you know, as the shows progress, we'll get more news out about what we're actually doing yep. with Martinez and some really, yep. really exciting stuff that, you know, all, all four of our shows, like, we're just giddy with excitement about what we're bringing to the community. But what I'm most excited about is the connection uh, between all of those involved. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pulpit has been one of my favorite podcasts for a long time, uh, for a large part because I like Nick and Gator. I think uh, I enjoy the fun and the banter, um, and I'm, I'm getting to know the Good Cigar, which I enjoy their banter as mm-hmm. well. Tim and Brandon bring a lot to, to my weekly podcast. Listen, um, the podcast connections are, are what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. And this is even all the cigar podcasts that we listen to, you know, yeah. regularly. I mean, there's 
tons of others. It's just, sure. you know, the dynamics between us four, uh, you know, we're all, we're scattered all throughout the country as well. You know, you have uh, down the nub down in uh, Southern, Southern California, you yeah. have us in the South along with Al, you're in the Midwest. I mean, we're just, yep. and then you have Martinez that is, you know, East coast. I mean, we're just all, yep. I mean, we're from, you know, coast to coast, literally. Yep. yep. Yeah. So one of the oh, things, cool. uh, and Gator, uh, and you, uh, record twice a week. So one of the things that we didn't, uh, really talk about is what kind of cigars do you normally enjoy smoking? Uh, like I said, I tend to go more the medium to full bodied stuff. So, uh, let's see, what have I been buying when I go to the shop here lately? I just went to the cigar shop the other day and I picked up, um, I picked up some more Perdomo champagnes because nice. I, I love that, that cigar. The, the creaminess and the kind of nutty flavor off the beginning. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that cigar has got a lot more of a punch to it. That's the highest nicotine cigar out of a, out. yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, out of, out of, it, you wouldn't think that from a mm. Connecticut, but mm. man, it just, it'll knock you on your butt. And, um, so that, that was also the a, first uh, barrel aged cigar that Perdomo's ever ever did was the was the ten anniversary champagne. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, I had a Tabernacle for the first time when we uh, did the episode with Nick Malillo, and I've just been smoking those like a chimney since then. I mean, that's just a fantastic cigar. Yeah. And um, my cigar or my uh, my stockpile of Martinez cigars is kind of getting low, Dave. So I, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I expect a package in the mail. But um, what else have I been smoking a lot of? Oh, my God, Aladino. I have been on the biggest Aladino kick yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Uh, Riverman Cigar Company, they carry um, the Corojo Reserva, which is just phenomenal. It's a spicy little little cigar yeah. um but then you get the uh the new aladino cameroons that are just great i mean you get that you get that corojo binder and fillers so you get the spice from that nice. then you get that um that cameroon wrapper on it and i'm not normally one for smaller ring gauges i tend to go toro or gordo but the lawn sale in that side or in that cigar is mm-hmm. phenomenal it's that little six by 46 and it's great because if you go a little bigger than that with the Cameroon, what ends up happening is that Corojo binder and filler tends to overpower that yeah. Cameroon a little too much. But that long tail, it's just that perfect little blend of yeah. all those flavors. And it's just a phenomenal cigar. Well, and, that, and that Cameroon so, is so expensive also. So that's why they normally yeah. stick with the those smaller sizes, you know, the long tail and stuff yeah. like that, which I had an Aladino last night with a white claw. Uh, Paired perfectly. Gee, man, Christmas. <laughs> See, two things. First of all, White that claw. right there about the la- that right there is is what exactly why I like small ring gauges. That's a very intelligent cigar comment from the. For, and then I bring my comments. And then, and then <laughs> as I see, and then you brought up White Claw, and I. And he was saying he's getting more grief from his white claw post than his <laughs> my smokini uh, smokini post. post where he had <laughs> ponytails and he was shorty shorts. Shorty shorts. Uh, shorts. And so, you so should. after, you had, after you had the white claw, did you decide that you wanted to go for something a little stronger and break out the Mike's Hard Lemonade? <laughs> yes, <laughs> a Smirnoff Ice. Well, yeah, I was say knock knock you on your butt. See, Zima's not around anymore. So yes, yeah, you only know Zima because I told you about it. Yeah, Zima was a little before my time. 
So you get well, that to Bartles and James. Did and you just break that going out? To town. Did you break that out with the other seventeen-year-old white girls at the sorority party? <laughs> <laughs> See, I could I couldn't make it to Stones Throw this weekend, so yeah. I I stopped at the gas station, and you know I was like. So you I, need I've to got, stop. I, I, I saw so it. The holes dug deep enough. It was, right, it was right next to the Guinness that I picked up. I was like, eh, I'll, I'll go ahead and try it. So and Nick probably didn't see me sharing the picture that Doug sent me text at the start of this where he texted me a picture of him smoking a cigar with a white cloth. <laughs> and he just goes, what's wrong with you guys? I mean, we, we all need more water in our lives. So Kevin last I night just, I just needed a little he, alcohol. With he it. went to a bar. And they had no beer. And he so he drank a white cloth. And he said, that's perfectly acceptable. And I said, they were out of water. And he said, no, they had plenty of water. I mean, it was surprisingly refreshing. It was the, 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 sure. the, the smell was better than the taste. It, it's kind of like LaCroix. Like, I don't know if you like LaCroix water, but it's like, uh, you know, it, it's um, the, it was like somebody was whispering the flavor in your ear of what it was supposed to taste like. It's lemon. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> Have okay. you done a taste comparison between White Claw and Truly to determine which one you like more? Uh, no, but I, I can do that on the next review. I'll, oh, that'd be I awesome. Think, you know what? I, I think that would be good. I think we need to know. Sure. Which is the preferred brand, truly or White Claw? I mean, that honestly yeah. sounds like White Claw and Larry the Mute needs to do a uh, a review on that. You know, Larry the Mute might need to review a White Claw. <laughs> I mean, I or think, Aaron the seventeen year old White I girl. I think that's a match made. There in you go. Uh, uh, a, a white a White Claw and a Backwoods, a mint, chip, yeah, Starbucks, whatever <laughs> thing. He always goes through Starbucks, and then Aaron's uh, wife, Marielle, uh, will. Uh, who drinks coffee? No, like, she, she she drinks coffee. Like right. she drinks and coffee. Like she's going to work in the coal mines. I go up to Starbucks. She's like, I'll take coffee, black, whatever. I go up there. This was last week, and uh, I was like, Do you still have the mint chip? And she was like, Yes. I was like, I want one of those. And then just the look of dif- disapproval from my <laughs> from Mo was right. Uh, right. was bad. So do you get really excited when it's pumpkin spice season? Oh, yes. uh, I mean, I'm not so much it, to me. All year long is iced coffee season, um, okay. but it's more like I like my coffee like they're 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 milkshakes pretty much. I mean it's it's like I I don't like sweet tea. I, I don't want brown Kool Aid, but I like really milky sugary coffee. So I mean, <clears throat> Nick doesn't live in the South, so he doesn't realize the blasphemy which you just dropped on the podcast. I mean, but I'm not How from the South tea? either. I'm I'm from the Midwest where we drink tea like my personality bitter i mean you are oh, bitter. that's that's how i take my iced tea it's unsweetened yeah and what's nice is up in st louis area when you order an iced tea they'll at least ask you do you want sweet or unsweet yeah and i realized full well that if i go down to your way and i yeah. ask for an iced tea i'm gonna get a sugar bomb oh yeah so, you're, you're getting so, brown uh, yeah. when we moved, we were yeah. down here for a year or two we went back to to springfield uh-huh. uh north of st louis springfield illinois and paula said you have sweet tea and the person said, well, we have tea, and then you can pour sugar yeah, in sugar. it. And Paula like goes, you got to be fucking kidding me. And the guy like scampered away. And I said, baby, we're not, we're not home anymore. We're not in the goes, South anymore. Right. This, no. this, we used to live up here. And I said, yeah, but this isn't home anymore. And I said, they don't, they don't understand sweet tea. And the guy goes, was that a problem? And I go, well, listen, we're from the South. She said, you don't sound like you're from the South. I said, listen, you just, 
You just we're, blast we're, in, we're, in, we're implants. Tra- right. Transplant implants. She she's bought into the South uh, <laughs> sweet tea thing. I can't do it. I can do the cornbread, but I I we I order like from like one of the Jane T. You know DoorDash things, and they have a, a sandwich place that we like, and they they bring you a gallon of sweet tea, and she, it's it's. Ugh. It's it's this super sweet tea where they sweeten it and then they heat it up again and then they pour more sugar in. And it's like even for me, it's too much. Yeah, I can't. I can't do. It. I can't do black coffee. I can't do sweet tea. So can't do a lot. Of I can't. No. I mean, it's just. Ugh. So this is where I bring up wet bread and slick pickles. Ooh, yeah. So he doesn't know the slick pickle story. You're gonna bust me out like that? I'm gonna bust you out like that. <laughs> he can't eat slick pickles. He doesn't like slick pickles. And as a matter of fact, he won't eat relish. Because he knows that relish is made from slick pickles. That's so, next so level. When, really, by, 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 by the way, I mean slick pickles. It's like you have ridged and then you have like yeah. the smooth ones. I can't do the smooth ones. It's a, it's a texture thing. It just, <laughs> so okay. that's the proper reaction. I mean, I can't, I mean, I guess I can't say much. Cause like I said, I, I don't like box press cigars because of mouthfeel. So I suppose it's the same concept. No, it's, it's not the same concept. Definitely can, more bizarre, but yes, yeah, it is. And we all yeah. have that one thing. That's my one thing. Okay. You, you don't have that. one thing. I mean, I know I have, no, I have <laughs> numerous seven, things. You have but... seven or 10 things. <laughs> so as we get, I'm, my cigar is near the third, third. How is your uh, cigar going, Nick? My cigar is done. I, uh, How did it I finish? Completed, uh, it finished fine. It finished. I mean, it's a fairly one note cigar throughout. It's not like there's a lot of flavor changes to it, but it, I mean, it was good all the way through. Tabernacle makes great cigars. We really yeah, like those. The, uh, there. It was the Charter Charter Oak, Connecticut. Yeah. That was. No, I'm, so I'm a, I'm a big, you know, yeah. fan, fan of theirs. I, I, I won a, uh, uh, a, a, not a raffle, a, uh, an auction at Scallywag that came with a shirt, which is one of the most comfortable shirts I've ever had. And, uh, that's a sign of a good cigar uh, and a box of, uh, the, uh, the wise man. I mean, it's, oh, a, it's yeah. a great, wise great, man's a good cigar. Great. Cigar. So how's your third, third going, my friend? It's going good. I mean, I love, I love the Lenox of, of the two of this one. And so this is like it, the, in the chapter series, you have the chapter one, you have the chapter two, and then you have like the, the Lenox, Lenox which the Lavocada and then, and then three the, in Gaelic. <laughs> no. Oh, and then you have the, the bull is also in there as well. I, I prefer the Lavocada. Okay. Um, and the only thing that's different is I think you just the, want to disagree the, with me. Well, no, I think the wrapper and the filler is switched where it's a San Andreas wrapper yeah. with the Brazilian filler. Um, I just, that's where I go back and forth is like, do I like the Brazilian wrapper better or do I like the San Andreas? I mean, it, it honestly, it depends on the cigar time of day, stuff sure. like that. But to me, I, of the two, if, if I was given the choice, like tonight where I was given the choice. Like I told you, Hey, do you want Lavocada or Lenox? And you're like, Lenox. I'm like, damn, okay, we'll go Lenox. Well, you always bitch. I don't choose. And then when I choose, I choose the wrong one. Wow. No, it's good. I mean, it's I like we're married. I absolutely love the cigar. Jeff um, would have chose the Lenox. I'm just saying Gator would have chose right. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's great. I don't know. I, I love it. it. It's got that cocoa, a little bit of leather, yep. you know, very minimal spice. You get a little bit on the last third. Um, but everything about this, I really, lo- I love the box that like nice round box. Yeah, it's, cool. it's one of the coolest LFD things. does a lot of, yeah. really cool and stuff. like their, their newer boxes that they started doing of the Lenox are now ashtrays. Um, so it just adds to it even more. Great. More but, ashtrays. But, I don't uh, have enough ashtrays. But, but uh, what you're seeing a lot of now is like these, 
came uh, in cellophane where normally they never did. But now a lot of places are, are starting to do bundles instead of all new boxes. Yeah. But you know, when you have a full round box, I mean the, I mean you're buying the box plain and simple with the price of the cigar. So now you can get a little bit of savings when everything gets just shipped bundle wise. Sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely love the cigar. I keep these in my humidor all the time. Uh, But specifically the petites, I do. I'm a, I agree with you on that. The petite is, is better. Is, is, is yeah. A a hair, a hair a little better. In a lot of these cigars with really good wrapper flavors, oh God, I like yeah. the smaller ones because yeah. you get more wrapper and yeah. a little less of the body. Well, it's like oh. it's like why I love Lancero so much. I mean, I am the Lancero ho, uh, sure. just because you get so much flavor. Just You're like, a ho about a lot of things. I mean, I am. I mean, you can't. I mean, I mean I'm a ginger. So <laughs> you are a ginger. <laughs> factually accurate. Um, that's actually factually accurate. Yeah. So, so um, let's um, pick albums for next week. Do you want to go first? You uh, no, you can go ahead and go. Okay. So since, since I know what I'm getting, a would you say a Southern rock or Southern rock? Okay. Um, and so this is uh, a little call out for Doug and Steve. Um, I've been thinking, I've thrown you uh, three or four softballs in a row. I, mm-hmm. I threw you uh, the clash. Yeah. I threw you some, some, but I'm not going to throw you like a country album because okay. I don't want you. I want I want some guitar. I want want okay. that. Um, so uh, I'm going to throw you um, the Cadillac Three, the Cadillac Three, which is the okay. first album. This is the band that I saw in St. Louis okay. open up for ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner. Okay. I know you're not a Skinner guy. Overrated um, band. Um, there you go. Um, and these are the guys that I heard. They came on stage and dropped seriously fifteen f bombs before the first song. Sounds like Paula's band. Yep. And Paula um, hated them. And <laughs> um, and and then is that a sign you're going to like them? Yeah, pretty much. And then in the middle of the second song, I bought their first album because it was like uh, I love these guys. This is um, it's a heavy guitar southern rock band. Um, they are. Three guys. They mm-hmm. one guy plays um, not a steel lap, but plays some sort of lap. Sort of. Yeah. One guy's a drummer. One guy's a lead guitar player. They are. Um, they are tight. They all come from musical families. They all their fathers and mm-hmm. uh, were studio musicians within Nashville. They're all music. Uh, they've written songs for a bunch of other country guys. Yeah. But they're not country. Um, they when they play on country radio, everybody gets nervous because they actually. You know, play rock music. Yeah. Um, so it's and I, I know, I know they love playing in a Little Rock. They play in a Little Rock all the Steve time. Steve and I have seen them three times. Yeah. Um, and the first time that Steve and I saw him, besides the big fat twenty year old guy who couldn't hold his liquor, it was one of the best shows I've ever <laughs> saw because they were tight. This is also the band that we saw when the guy f- fought. There was a fight at the concert. They stopped during "Peace, Love, and Dixie," which is one of their songs. And said, "There's these motherfuckers are fighting up here." Guy stopped, <laughs> said, "If you don't stop, we're gonna like quit playing." And then, so then they stopped fighting. And then he picked up at the exact note he stopped and started playing again. And then they started fighting again. And he said, "Listen, I'm gonna come down there and kick you guys' ass." And then the bouncers came in and separated them. And then he picked up again at the exact note he stopped and started playing. So I've never seen a band be able to stop and start at the exact note. Usually they have to go back someplace and yeah. start. Just that level of musical talent is um, 
Uh, is great. And this band, this album in particular is um, very tight musically. So cool. it's Southern rock. I know you're not a Southern rock guy, but well, I, yeah, I, I love this album. This is one of those albums that gives me hope that there are actually going to be bands in the future that don't suck. <laughs> All right. So we are going back to our roots uh, more or less this week. Um, so, I was, I have a list of songs or a list of albums that, that I'm going to give you. Um, and I was going through them and like, what do I want to give you? What do I want to give you? But then something popped up on my Spotify and it's, um, it kind of brought me back to like, holy shit, I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> like when I realized that black Sabbath, black Sabbath dropped 50 years ago. Yeah. So this one was, um, this album came out 20 years ago today. Um, this album was huge in my high school time. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's one of the defining albums that got me into metal and harder music. Um, so we are going with uh, Deftones' "White Pony." Nice. So that, I know I know the Deftones. So that so came I don't out. Know that I know that. So album. that came out twenty years ago today. Deftones' "White Pony." Yep. Okay. So it's. Uh, uh, I'll go listen. Yep. So that's. Uh, it's it's not it's not bad. So Kevin was saying that he had tickets to see um, Rage Against the Machine and the Deftones this summer. Oh my god! And then obviously I canceled because of that would be so good. Yeah, he was talking about that last night. I've not seen Rage Against the Machine, or I, I, I'm not a big, I'm not super familiar with the Deftones. I'm super familiar with Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. We were talking about Tool, and we've seen that, and we talked about mm-hmm. wanting to see. We had talked about so so Maynard uh, James Maynard James he actually uh, does a collaboration on this album, nice. Um, so he's on there, so you get a little bit of that Tool sound. Cool. Um, this album really defined their their sound. This is their junior album. Came out in uh, I guess to date this episode, uh, June nineteenth of two thousand. Um, so yeah, it's twenty cool. years old today. Which I've already Looking listened, forward to it. listened to it today already. So, so we both went a little old school with ourselves yep. for meaningful albums for ourselves. And so we'll both be a little out of our comfort zone. Although for the record, I point out that uh, I've seen Metallica three times. So, well, I, this, I mean, I, I know you really, really like Lincoln park and I would put, I would put Deftones in that box yeah. where it's not metal. It's new metal. It's I love not Lincoln like, park. it's not like screamy kind of like Chester Benefield, uh, God rest his soul, um, is one of my favorite lead singers yeah. in any band. If you, um, Chester Benefield is, um, it's amazing. Yeah. So this is in that same category where I think you'll, I have a Lincoln park story. Okay. Well, I want to hear the Lincoln park story. I love Lincoln park. All right. So back when I was in, uh, junior college, I was working for the video store in the mall and it was the sister store to the Camelot music location. Oh, Cam- right. I remember Camelot music. So Camelot music was the parent was the store under the parent company of trans world with Jones. They own like FYE and all that stuff. Right. Sure. So the, uh, what was it? Ozfest was coming through the, um, uh, amphitheater here in St. Louis. And we were, there was a small team of us assigned to go out there and sell CDs at the band and all this. And, and the bands were going to come through and do autograph signings and this kind of stuff. So I, some of this stuff wasn't really my, my genre cup of tea, you know, and all that. But my brother was really big into a lot of this music, but he couldn't go to the concert. So what I did 
is I found one of those little mini posters that you would put up like on, on like the sides of buildings or on telephone poles, mm-hmm. you know, announcing that the concert was happening. Right. And every band that rolled through, I had get autographs on this, on this poster. So Lincoln park was the last band of the day. And I'd gotten all these other bands to sign this thing and they get there and, you know, I passed the poster to the handler guy and he, you know, is holding on to it. Well, the fans start coming through, getting their CDs autographed and whatnot. Well, the handler slips my poster in to get it autographed. And I watch in horror as I'm trapped in the front of this booth selling CDs with a line of people, like however many deep, and I can't leave. And I watch in horror as the lead singer of Lincoln Park hands my poster to this incredibly good looking chick with giant boobs. And she just goes running away with it. And I realized that I just lost my entire day's worth of effort because this guy, because this guy was trying to score points with this chick. She had huge and boobs. I was, I was so pissed. So it's pissed. Jester. So I'm not going to lie. I hold a little bitterness in my heart. Well, I, I can't blame you for that. But, you know. I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Yeah. So we were, in, we were in Vegas downtown and uh, last December when we went out to see Jason. And uh, with Joe and Rob were there and Paula were there. And they had a tribute to Lincoln Park because Chester killed himself about a year ago. And, uh, and so we were sitting there and those three were like trying to drink and have a good time. And I was trying to watch the thing and I couldn't get them to be quiet. And I kept saying, could you be quiet? I'm trying to watch the Lincoln park tribute and they just would not be quiet. And so, uh, they were all confused. Well, I just got the, the, the name of this episode in my head just off that story. So, um, I mean, What's the name of the episode? Oh, I've got to go like Lincoln Park screws over the cigar pulpit. I mean, right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes. There we go. There you go. Uh, 19 years later, I get my revenge <laughs> on those sons of bitches. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, this has been a ton of fun, but it feels like we need to probably uh, end the podcast the way we always do. Yep. So the way we end our show is uh, this game that from Rooster Teeth Productions. Um, it's called Million Dollars Butt. It's kind of like uh, Cards Against Humanity. So pretty much you pull two cards and then one's like a, a question and one's the scenario. And it's simple. You either take the money or you don't. Yeah, million sometimes, dollars one time. Yeah, million dollars one time. You sometimes uh, whatever happens happens for the rest of your life. Sometimes it's just for an hour. It, you know, it is what it is. It's all up to fate or whatever okay. cards I pull. <laughs> right. So or yeah, or he hand selects very carefully to make yeah. sure. So okay, so get, so to give you an idea, <laughs> I, I like I always always want his mother get, to hear. I always yeah. There are some bad ones in here which I will never pull. <laughs> um, I, I always want to get the guests. Act, uh, response to the following week. So last week was uh, every time. What I forget what it was. Was it a car horn? No, it wasn't car horn. It was. Uh, I forget. It, anyways, it happened to be where you have to eat a, an entire jar of mayonnaise. Like every time you, oh something God. happens, you yeah had to eat a jar. Of like, mayonnaise. would you eat a jar of mayonnaise whenever something happened? Oh. All right. Well, here's the thing. I need to know whatever that thing is because what? if it's like every what time I it? hear a bird. Every time I hear a bird tweet, I'm going to be like dead from heart congestion. Like, 
was every time days. a car horn was it was it honked no i yeah. thought that was a week before. Uh, I, I it was bad enough where we all said no i believe yeah i'm was, leaning heavily towards no because if it's common enough of a thing yeah. that i'm going to be eating at least a jar of mayonnaise a day that's going to be a huge problem so i'm gonna i, I mean I'm okay with mayonnaise on a sandwich, but no, I'm going to go no. Uh, just eating it like pudding, just yes. gross. All right, this week. Now, if it were pudding, that's a whole different scenario <laughs> there. Pudding Putting pops. that out there. Yeah. Million dollars. But? Every time you hear someone complain, which is a lot. At least once a week on this podcast. You have to rip off your shirt and swing it above your head while yelling, woo. So a million dollars every time somebody complains. You have to rip your shirt off. I have off. to destroy a shirt. You don't have to. Do you, if you rip a shirt off your, rip rip it okay. off your head. I mean, rip. Take it off gently. <laughs> no. So rip. we're not like Hulk Hogan, like no, ripping like, like, shirt like, rip, like rip it over your head Take and it you're off just swinging around. Okay. Like okay. Petey Pablo uh, helicopter style, you know? I gotcha. I gotcha. That's a throwback. How right many there. times? I have no who, no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my co-host is old. I am old. <laughs> so, so how many, well, let's start with the obvious thing. How many times a day do you think I hear somebody complain? Oh, uh, at least once an hour. Yes. I'm doing this by the way, 100%. So I work in a professional environment where taking off your shirt is not even if I'm working from at home and I don't turn on the Zoom, but let's just assume I'm not working in an office. I can't get to a yes on this. There's no, there's no, but, but Mark, Mark, it, you're getting handed a million dollars. So the, the thing you got to realize is can you invest this and live off interest in such a way to where you don't have to work anymore? His thing is he wants Thus to live cutting. in the woods by himself. Well, that's even better. But That's he took that better. off the table because he said, I yeah, can't, because my standard answer to any of these is for a million dollars, what I'll do is I'll buy a cabin, I'll move in the woods. And then when Aaron tries to visit me, I'll shoot him. <laughs> right. There you go. That's a great solution. Okay. I like that solution. Well, no, because I was going to say, that's a perfect solution. You'll never hear anybody complain if you're living out in the cabin sure. in the woods, so you never have to do it. Yeah. Paul, but, that's why I took it off yeah. the list or took it off the table. Right, because that was my automatic. Because that's, because that's not real life. This <laughs> this could yeah. be real life. But, you, but you, you potentially could at least quit your job. Could for a while. But cut back on the amount of complaining that you hear. I do. I could. I'm taking the money. You're no? I'm probably a no. All right, what about you, Nick? Oh, man, I hear a lot of complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably Woo! just end up running around shirtless all day long. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, and nobody your, really want. I mean, your co-host is already that. naked a little bit on certain days of the year, so which yeah, we didn't, we didn't, which we didn't even touch has, into that. Yeah, it's fifty-fifty if he has pants on when we're recording the episodes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, here's the thing, man. I've always said that if I could just get my hands on a million dollars, I could figure out a way to make that work. Yep. So. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I'll say yes. And, oh, and I'll say, I'll say yes and do my level best to cut back on the amount of human. Air. I'll tell you right now, I'm done with social media like that. Day. <laughs> That's right. Yes. You know, cause let me tell let me, does that count? 
because I'm not hearing somebody complain. I'm I'm reading somebody complain. I'll I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, because you're not hearing it. It would have to be like uh, your wife complains about something, or Gator complains about something, or a coworker, or, or whatever. I'm now at least taking at least fifteen thousand dollars right off the top just for a divorce attorney. Um, <laughs> and losing half. Yeah. Uh, and losing half. So now I'm looking at sitting at you're looking after at taxes, four eighty five, three hundred thousand. Probably 000. looking at about a quarter million yeah. dollars after taxes. Ooh, that actually that math right there just may have swung me back to a no. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. But I think I'll stick with my original answer of yes, and I'll just have to figure out a way to make it work. So I figure you can explain it to your wife, right? <laughs> We're gonna have I mean, all this extra money, and you're just gonna have to see me shirtless. About you're you're just gonna have to just just not see you shirtless. You got, I mean, you're waving that thing around yeah, like a flag. Get used, yeah, I should get used to that. <laughs> I get it. See, this is the going all going all Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Woo! yeah, exactly. This is the type of bullshit <laughs> we do on our show. Yes, I got gotcha. you. This I gotcha. is the sixty percent. <laughs> this is a good bit. I like this. I know. Bit. Can you believe that he doesn't like it? I do I mean, not like this bit. <laughs> Why not? I actually like this bit. <laughs> there was, it's not realistic. There, there was a moment. There was a, there was a moment where we didn't do this for like three weeks, and he thought he, he, find he thought he was in the clear. Yeah, because we re, we uh, remodeled our lounge, so we couldn't took literally it. everything out of here and put it next yeah. door. And I just couldn't find the card box anymore. I'm like, well, I don't know where okay. it is. And then somebody found it for me. I'm like, oh, nice. And he was so like, I thought God loved guys, me, and then God apparently guys, doesn't did one the other week that I thought was really interesting about like, what was it? Every time you sneeze, you transport to prison for 20 minutes yes. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. With a death row inmate. Yes. Yeah. With a death row inmate. And, and the, and the first time you said it, the immediate, and, and you guys did touch on this later. The first thing I thought of when you said that was, well, that's cool. Unless you're getting there in the 20 minutes that he's about to get fried. <laughs> right. You right. Know? right. As long as it's the right 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, because, the right 20 minutes, you know, but then, yeah. but, but the one thing that we touched on after the fact was like it, you don't get transported. You get like, you switch, switch places. So wherever you are, <laughs> if you're say you're at your house, you now have a death row in, in your house. So it's just, that's like, true. Yeah, that's a solid no, by the way. Right. Yeah. I sneezed tonight, so you would have had a death row. Solid no. I know. Well, <laughs> that was a solid now, let no. me ask you. Well, let me ask you a question. So when you sneeze, you switch places with the death row inmate. I tend to get sneezing fits where I get like eight in a row. You're just going back and forth, so, back and forth? I was going to say, are we just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? And then hopefully we end with me where I need to be? <laughs> hopefully. But what if it like I'm just every sneeze like rounds up? So you got like four sneezes is oh, like an God, hour. I'm going to be trapped in prison for like an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like in then the yard. I really, then I really increase the chances of getting like either shanked or gone ahead and taken the chair. <laughs> See, that's or nice. you get to meet, get to meet Bubba and realize why you shouldn't lay back and take it you know exactly i thought about that angle good point yeah nick's got me yeah. going even harder no on that yeah no no oh uh, all right well i go we... away for 20 minutes and come back with no teeth nah, that's just not a thing man good call that's a good call yeah oh no no 
right. Well, we are excited about the future plans of what everything's yep. going to happen between, you know, our show, your show, uh, Al's uh, with a good cigar, also with Tim, uh, Tim and Brandon's with, uh, you know, down to the nub. We're, we're truly excited about what the future holds for everybody. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's onward and upward. And, you know, like you said, we're, we're not in competition. We're in all this together just to make exactly. the community as a whole better. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the, the one commonality between all of our shows is the cigar itself, but every show is different. So I, I do want all of our listeners to, you know, go and check out the other ones, go check out, you know, the, the crazy stories that you'll hear from, from Gator and, and Nick over there at, at pulpit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. it's, uh, I, you know, it's I it I I'm really really excited about uh you know what's transpiring uh you know in the past you know two weeks and what all is going to be coming up forward amen uh, with everything we have uh, going along uh, going along in the future. Yep, I'm definitely. Long- me too. Me too. Yep, I'm a longtime listener of the pulpit. So if you like what we do, I encourage you to listen to uh, Nick and Gator as well as uh, the Good Cigar and. Uh, down to the nub. Yep. Yeah. So I was, I was, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm sitting here looking at our production case and I've got some room for a sticker. So I need to, I need to get a sticker uh, from you. I, I'll tell you what, you know what? We, uh, we can make that happen. All right. We can awesome. do that. All right. Well, uh, again, this will be coming out after the news breaks and everything. So, you know, if anybody has any questions too about what's going on, you know, reach out to any one of the shows and we can, you know, inform better because, you know, it's, it, we're going to continue adding on, you know, I, I even know how to say it right. We're, this is, there's more than just this one thing. It, yeah. It's a continuation of other yeah. things that are going to be going on. We have more yeah. things lined up and involved with Martinez and we're super excited about that. And, you know, where there's going to be some really big stuff happening yeah. and which I think everybody's going to be really excited yeah. and uh, we just can't wait to, sh- to share it with all of our listeners across all the platforms. Stay tuned. So Definitely. Thanks right. for being on Nick. Oh no. Thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yes. All right. We will see everybody next week. Be good. Later. Later. Later.